0: Hi everyone, this is Off Meta Podcast. Uh, it's a podcast about Star Wars, X-Wing, and anything I really care about. I'm Steven, a.k.a. Rathos, your host, and today I'm joined by Bartosz Wojcicki? Wojcicki? I don't know how to say yeah. this.
1: Did it's I get Wichiski. it close
0: enough? Wojcicki? Yeah, okay. it,
1: it, it was. It, it's still better than Wojcicki or a couple other slaughterhouses that I've met.
0: <laughs> Wojcicki? chick? Okay, anyway, sorry. Bartosz is a top-tier X-Wing player. He's a top-four world finalist uh, at 2022 Worlds, and he's a pillar of the Polish community, as far as I know, at least. Um, I met you at Worlds. Well, I mean, I met you previously, but I really met you at Worlds last year, um, and we uh, we became fast friends uh, really quickly. So I, I'm really happy to actually get you on um it's one of the ones that i was like looking forward to like like let's let's talk this is like this is one of those guys that like i think it was going to have a lot of fun so not to put a lot of ex- like high expectations on you but like uh this is going to be a good one i think what do you think
1: oh I, I think it'll be a great one i mean we had so many <laughs> fun conversations during worlds yeah because like yeah, you yeah. said we i think we've actually met on 29 19 yeah 20, uh, we were in, i think we uh, met in, but yeah, yeah. yeah but it was just uh, somewhere in between when when i was sitting with marcel and and all that yeah i mean we had we had big polish polish group and we weren't really located anywhere near there so yeah but the 2020 jesus yeah. it's 2023 already the time flies yeah, yeah. so fast right? last year's worlds
0: yeah No,
1: it was 2023 no it was worlds 2023 it was this march <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> I um yeah, who what is time? It's just a construct anyways, right? Like who who even knows what is what?
1: Well, it's it's uh, well, less than 6 months to another one.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um
1: the yeah, adepticon time the ticker is already going, so I'm 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 looking at it every day.
0: Oh, yeah. So you're you're coming to Worlds this year then or 2024. Yeah?
1: I already have my ticket flight and accommodation fortunately. So yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm excited cuz I'm going to also see what well, I'm arranging with my family right now to say how we can make that happen. Adopticon uh, has like the really awkward timing of being around my son's birthday. So like last year was like I I got in trouble for that and this year I'm trying to arrange so that my whole family is going to go to Chicago for for that that period so like, I don't miss my my son's birthday. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, Adepticon is so It was a, sh- a such a good experience for me. I don't know. I mean, part of it was because of you, but like but just in general, like a Thank good experience. You. Yeah, this whole podcast is going to be like people are listening to be like, what? why does Stephen have such a hard on for Partage?" It's like, "I'm in love with the man, okay. Just let me be. Don't 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 shame my kink, okay?" <laughs> um,
1: oh, it was it was a great time. We yeah, like really. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I have a couple of things I want to ask you about. So, um, since you've already watched the podcast, I don't have to really go into it. But um, uh, this will be one of the—you'll f- be one of the first guests who's actually seen the pre- the actual podcast before they came out. Because the first couple of uh, interviews were just like whatever, right? Um, but I have a like, so I have a, like a really interesting question. I th- I really want to know more about the European X-wing scene versus the North American X-wing scene. I feel like doesn't really get enough conversation about like the differences between them. And you've played in both like pretty extensively, I think at this point, right? Do you think, you ha- do you have an opinion on this or am I just like kind of thinking like, oh, it's not really that different, but I feel like it's very different.
1: Uh, so I feel like, uh, so first of all, it was a thing like back in one zero when we had, uh, it, it kind of came up as a thing, around the time that uh Simeon de la pina won the, the national uh, world championships mm-hmm. so that was 2018 thing i think never mind so then there was this uh hashtag small european meta mm-hmm. because uh you know be, because worlds were so heavily dominated by north american players basically because nobody from europe always flew over. in yeah yeah um so you know we had I kind of had a feeling that uh, Americans were like, yeah, small European meta whatever, right? Yeah.
2: But you guys Euros had like
0: enormous, country. enormous tournaments, like all the way through. I think like when I first started playing, it was already like you would see like the events. It's like four hundred person Spain event or something like that, right? Was that in uh, 20- twenty? The
1: biggest, yeah, the, the 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 biggest one that we had was Milton Keynes, five uh, hundreds. 60 something players like that was uh, system open right uh so so i mean end of one zero and uh you know kind of all the time through uh continentals and system opens they were huge like mm-hmm. before the pandemic hit we actually had very big tournaments like you know the system opens in 2018 2019 there, there were 300 plus players yeah that was that was like if something was 100 200 it was considered like eh, okay we can do the better it, it was like nothing right uh like and and you know so um but even though there was a big distinction between u.s meta and european meta because uh and even in europe you have different metas across countries like of every course. country was uh i think it was influenced heavy i no let's leave it at the end because that's that's like the was the point I want to make at the end? Uh, so, and, and there was a big distinction and, and you could see it. And, and there is still a distinction in, in the attitude of players and, and how you treat meta and, and et cetera, et cetera, right. how it's growing. And, uh, you know, I think us meta is more of a monolith in the sense that when something happens, it rip, it has that ripple effect across entire country. Because okay. it, it's it's one country. while in Europe, you have those small metas in countries which then that, that they were then clashing uh, on, on bigger tournaments. I mean you, you know you had list juggler, but we didn't have all those um, we didn't have we didn't have all those streams, all those multi tournaments and, and sure. online gaming was, was was just a small thing like literally vassal that's, a, that's an period. actual
0: small meta is the the online yeah, yeah, meta at the yeah. time
1: and then pandemic started and i actually was playing i was actually playing vassal way in the old times
2: mm-hmm.
1: like not the old times like paul heaver was playing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I was still playing with him but but then you had that vassal league the the mm-hmm. the, the original one mm-hmm. and this kind of show you know that kind of gave edge for certain players to to you know mm-hmm. bounce off meta meta list etc etc uh, but then when pandemic happened it, it 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 acted as a catalyst in sense that uh, you know we wanted to play we didn't have live events uh, mm-hmm. the, the the developer changed that was a big thing as well so community stood up uh, you know, you had GSP, you had Hexed Gaming, you had so many uh, people that actually stood up. I mean, I've started the online XTC, uh, Everything went to web, and then Flipster starting doing great things with uh, with TTS mm-hmm. because yeah. you know, the, the, at first it was still Vassal and TTS was kind of clunky, uh, but then when everything moved to TTS, I think that the distinction that we started our conversation about uh and it disappeared
0: right so now it's a homogeneous meta across yes
1: yes yes because because of tts uh because of how many people are actually flying right now across Mm -hmm. the world across Mm -hmm. the pond uh and how they know each other because well x-wing is about friends and mm-hmm. and drinking alcohol and having good food and then all that stuff and all the conversations in in mm-hmm. a lobby, in hotel lobby afterwards mm-hmm. uh so right now you don't go to your city friends you know talking about oh look there's this e-wing i want to fly blah 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 mm-hmm. no th- th- there's like yeah. constant stream of data coming in yeah and and this creates so many challenges also for developers of the game because you know beforehand the meta was like how many tournaments were you playing? Like you were once a month, once every two weeks you were at a tournament. If you were a hardcore player, every week you were playing a tournament, right? And and yeah. some and some basement games with your friends. Right now, you can play so many games during a day. Because of yeah. TTS, and it's not with random guys in the pub. It's or with the same people in in, in your playing group. You can play with everyone across yeah. the world. Because if someone is playing X Wing, he's playing TTS.
0: Well, I mean, oh, wow. I mean, I feel like X Wing competitively. Sure, I think that if you're playing X Wing competitively, I think if you're not playing TTS, um well, it's not. It's too harsh to I mean, say we're that talking you're not meta. playing.
1: I, no, uh, what I was trying to say is that mm-hmm. if you're playing, like you said, if you're playing competitively, you're playing TTS. Because if you want to play meta, if you want to try meta, if you want to stress test your list, to mm-hmm. see if it works against meta, you're not going to your uh, mm-hmm. local game store for a game night. You're playing TTS first. That that was the problem. In a bit, you know, in back in times before TTS, you had to. Buy all those ships. Buy all those cards. Bring them to to the table. Blah blah blah. Right now, we want to take to to test. You go to your builder, XWS uh, code. Put it in TTS. Boom, done. You haven't even right. seen the ships.
0: So you're saying that in in competitive sense, that like if because of because of the like kind of like the low barriers, uh, it just becomes the de facto way to try out new ideas.
1: I mean, yes, it sped up the meta and uh, thinking behind it so so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you know you beforehand you were waiting for like big tournament, okay, this will show up. So we have two months of either tinkering around it, mm-hmm. countering it or figuring something super new right now, it's click, 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 and you know we're in stalemate
0: right do you think that this is like a? do you think that this is like a, a result because you said like you know you know the pandemic hit and then everyone switched over do you think that this is just like kind of the natural progression of like trending towards online where this is just kind of happened or do you think this is like more of like a response to when the pandemic happened and everyone was forced into new habits and we're not kind of like switching back like we kind of like we, we've tasted the fruit of the apple of knowledge and now it's like we can't nothing can ever be the same again um
1: i think it is this what you just said this is taste yeah. of the state uh, of the apple and we can never go back and it's not only x-wing right it's 40k 40k like i, I was playing etc 40k mm-hmm. like i was playing 40k competitively before x-wing right and i remember prepping for Uh, for for ETC uh, in 4 I mean, testing and all those games, and again, it was even more time-consuming, because game was like three hours, you have to paint, you have to bring all your minis, blah, 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 proxy them, whatever. TTS, again, because my friend is in Polish uh, national team, they just won gold right now on ETC, so it's like WTC for... WTC right now, yeah. Yeah. So congrats to them, but again... they they make like a uh, they made like a summary exit interview afterwards the captains and players and the significance of online testing online games is just huge enormous the the again it's just everything's data I mean you work mm-hmm. you work with data you understand everything's mm-hmm. data so so the more data you get the the better analysis you can get so. You know the the amount of games that are being played right now. People sharing the results. Uh, it, it's just in, insane how much knowledge you can get. And there's, I, I mean, imagine right now. What well, uh, we'll we'll say? Okay, we're stop. We're we're stopping to play online. And and what people will magically stop? I mean, obviously, S yes, A M G is saying like, no, no, don't play T T S. Yes, yes, sure, that will work. <laughs> So no, sure. people will keep playing that because people like winning. And to win, you need to train and there is no better way to train it. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, most people have adult lives like, you know, families, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so beforehand, you'd have to get in a car, drive somewhere to find a person to play with, spar with, whatever. Right now, you've put your kids to sleep sleep, your wife is watching TV, um, or it's middle of the night, you've done your work. Okay, LFG on Discord. Let's see Mm -hmm. who's playing.
2: Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm.
1: simple. So it it, like the convenience of using it is just too big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's super interesting, right? Like, in some ways, the the buying habits and the way and the player kind of habits have changed so dramatically since the pandemic. And now it's almost like, okay, you buy you buy your ships so that you can play you buy your you build your collection because you know um collect your you know a lot of players are collectors and stuff like that and like they want to own they want to own the stuff because they want to own the stuff because it's so great right so you're building your collection but also you're kind of developing this like basically uh this armory of tools so that when you ever whatever you build out of um, your, your online playing and your regular playing when you eventually bring it to a local or to to um, uh, an open event or whatever to try to get your world invite eventually go to world so you, to play competitive it's almost like okay I'm still the buying habits are still the same but the methodology of play is completely different now right because it's like the the, the local scene because we all agree that local game like on the board play is still the best way to play this game right um, but it's almost like that is the prestige element, like it's a special event, is to go out and play with your friends and go out and play at a tournament and try to win the tournament. Um, but the majority, like the, the, the vast majority of, of play, for competitive players at least, is actually, you know, maybe like 70% online and then 30% on the board, right? I guess also it, it matters because for all of these people who are really trying to win events a lot of the time they've already put in the through 200 300 hours worth of x-wing in order to play on the board like com- like competitively like really well so like you already know how far fast a five straight is how fast a two straight is like uh, where where a two hard or two bank places you where your barrel rolls are going to fit like general placements of like how far a rock is and like whether or not you're going to hit it like a lot of that kind of muscle memory like i like visualization Mm -hmm. skills have already been learned at that point and so now it's just game theory right and then that's like when vassal will really help so i I guess i'm trying to like bring this back to like if you're like a new player right trying to get into this game like it's like it's like because i don't feel like the right answer is like go play that go play on on tts right i feel like that's not the right answer for like a new player like i feel like the new players the thing is like go into a local store at least that's the common knowledge go to a local store let's f- see if there's anyone game X-Men game nights try to hook up with your local community try to get some on the board play because ultimately that is the the game right but it almost feels like it's now it's harder if you're a new player trying to get into the competitive scene to to be able to do that because if you don't have the if you don't have the muscle memory that i that perception knowledge like even if you do play a lot of games you're going to struggle like i i remember one one of the early criticisms before we went into the pandemic was that like people who were playing online would struggle in real life. They would never put the same results into on into on the board uh, X Wing, right? Um, that's like that's like so weird, right? Like I don't know if there's a solution that we can resolve for this, but it seems like this is a thing that like we should maybe be thinking about. Like you know what is the onboarding process for a person that we want to come have to come up to tournaments, right? Um, I, I
1: honestly, I think the subject that you just touched, and th- this is just the tip of the iceberg, like in the sense that I, I, the problem with onboarding new players is wider than only that. Because so, taking a couple steps back, first of all, there are lots of casual players, yeah, uh, who are playing home, yeah, they're playing one zero they're playing 2.0, they have no idea 2.5. They're five. Yeah. They're, they're flying beer and pretzels with their sons, wives, whatever. They're, they're treating it as a board game, and this is yeah. great. Uh-oh. Bartosz,
0: I've lost you a little bit.
1: A new player. Oh, you're back. Uh, okay. No, you're good. Sorry. So the right now, the, the problem with onboarding a new player is wider because, first of all, uh, there is no starter set explaining the rules of the game, telling you that they are objectives, telling you that you're playing 20 points.
0: Well, there is now.
1: Uh, the starters for uh, Empire and Rebel, are, they, they include yeah, objectives, they include all of the, yeah, the current rule sets. Yeah, sure. but, we're there but, now. But, but the thing is, but, but the thing is, then we're getting to part two. Uh, you're buying it, fine. Great. You understand that? Great. There is no, um, like most people are buying it secondhand anyway. That's, that's the problem of the game right now, I would say, from from developer selling point of view. Most people are buying it secondhand mm-hmm. because there's so much stuff laying around uh, for, for 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 nothing. And I, I've recently spoke with, with a friend of mine who, who works closely to, to Polish sales and it's uh like uh the, the shutter point sales are through the roof while they've sold like i don't know twelve dash renders for instance right uh so the 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 but uh, getting back to new players it's like okay you buy that and then uh you know the process of explanation is hard because you have to tell them that uh you know people are are that that are in the game right now are so advanced that the the skill cap. I mean you, you really have to have let's say hard ass not to fall off because usually if you if you want to play competitively right yeah the learning Go curve is quite
0: quite advanced now, right? So like yes. let's let's assume uh, for, for, for now, let's assume that like you know that you know it is super easy to get in the game. You get the new starters and like you know, you can buy a collection, you can get up to speed on the on the buyership stuff. We're not gonna talk about sales, that's AMG's problem yep. to resolve, right? Um, but let's assume that you know you can get access to everything that you want and then everything you need from a from a materials perspective. Now when you try to start to play the game, okay, you let's say you find your local community. Um even if you do have new players, I think that there's um it's very difficult to put them on a on to put them on a path that puts them in in a, into a competitive space that they feel like they're gaining um and getting good value out of. It's not like um cuz like for other other games that would have this this high skill cap, like for example, like if you were playing Counter Strike or Starcraft or Valorant or you know a online competitive game, right? Um, the the breadcrumbs that you would get in order to continue playing, to be motivated, to keep playing, would be like a rank up or like you know, and you're playing people around your same skill levels, and you want to get to you know gold or diamond or platinum, right? And so you have a progression model that supports you while you try to play more games, right? And in an X-Wing, it's very, very difficult because A, you know, it's an on-the-board game, so we don't have a lot of those things, right? But B, even if you do, like you come out to a tournament, let's say like, oh, I wanna try a and C, and then, um, you know, you get, if you if it's only killers, uh, you can get crushed every single game, and it's not fun to lose four games in a row, right? And if it, especially if it's not close, right? Um, which is which is inherently a problem. Even if you do have like an innate understanding, the fact is, it's like when I went to my first tournament in 1.0, right? It was already kind of like this, right? Um, I'm I'm naturally a competitive person, like I love playing, like these types of competitive games. So it didn't phase me. I was not afraid to go to a tournament and lose all my games, right? Um, I did, was not expecting to win, but it would be nice if like I, you know, I was do if I did well, it would really be a good sense of like whether or not determining where my skill level was, right? I think I won two games out of the 6 that I played in that that first tournament. Like it was like not it was not a positive and it was like my last the games yeah. that I won were like my last games, like maybe my last game that I won, right? I barely got that 3PO promo that I wanted to get like this is in the back in 1.0, right? Yeah. Um and I had a great time losing all my games because for me it was not about winning the games it was about getting better at flying, right? And and I felt like I gained a lot of knowledge by playing other people, right? But I don't think like i think that i'm an edge case right i don't think that the way that i think is the standard way that most people think about when they when they try to look for improvement they're looking to try to win a game or two right um and how do we how do we mitigate that i'm not sure that i have a good answer for that other than like playing alt formats right
1: so I don't agree with odd formats. I had or hate odd formats. I, I I have no idea. I mean, except ACEs hype, because I'm 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 like you in a yeah. sense. I joined the game straight out of 40k. I knew I mm. I'll get my ass whooped at first tournament mm-hmm. and uh, this is the way to progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like with everything. Uh but for players not coming from other competitive wargaming environments or mm-hmm. whatever i think it's the role of the community mm-hmm. uh to to like you know for instance um i'm doing i'm doing night games like for adults because we we had those those weekly tournaments mm-hmm. right now I, I got a bit lazy because I, I right now i moved outside of the city so it's not so convenient for me to move in, in the city center but beforehand mm-hmm. i was doing it like every two three weeks we had we had those and we still I run them every month or two those night games for adults because again uh, not only adults but the, the the formula is that you come at 7pm and we end drunk at 3am basically mm-hmm. and we have a 3 game tournament mm-hmm. or a 4 game tournament and it's booze it's it's uh, not uh, like profanities and, and like lose atmosphere and uh, yeah. you know there's very good players are coming there, and basically, in Warsaw, we have this kind of approach that uh, most people are coming with, with meta lists and they want to stress test it, or they're coming with different lists. But yeah, nobody is crushing newbies in yeah. the sense of if we have a new player, nobody's trushing them in the sense like, okay, I'll rush you, bing ping, 15 minutes, GG 20, nothing. Right. Right. we're done it's uh, we're really trying as a community to take some time and even lose yeah. a game of a bottle of vodka or something yeah. like you know to explain them why we're doing it take it slower uh give them piece of advice so that afterwards and, and just throw promo shit at them and like <laughs> you're coming to your first tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. and i have like you, you can see my back of my room it's it's right now a mess because we were just playing Frosthaven yeah but uh I have like shitload of promos different stuff which I'm not using I'm not they're just laying there so I'm bringing all yeah, the yeah. stuff that I have and I'm just throwing them at, pe- it at people yeah. like okay do you have that promo? no so you're coming to your first event even though you, you you lost all your games yeah but you got drunk you got promos and you had fun I I will <laughs> so say basically
0: it, yeah so I will say that this is like you know you're saying like there's like a not a lot of difference between the European and North American community now. This is very much a very different thing that you're talking about. Like, I don't know anybody that's having a game night that's rolling to 3 a.m. and everyone. This is a very much a European culture thing. Right. That you like, you know, like, hey, let's roll out till 3 a.m. Let's have like a three person on a weeknight. Let's like do this, like have a good time and this relax. Is on Fridays. This, this on, is on Fridays, Fridays. okay. And, 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 oh, the yeah. pur-
1: and the purpose of that is that yeah, beforehand yeah. we had meet, we, we had those turn those tournaments at Wednesday at five p.m. in the middle of the city, in a place where you could never park. Yeah, it was like, and and the owner of the shop was doing sixty-five minute games because he couldn't fit three games. Three of games in and, minutes, and, we, yeah. we, and we were really angry at that because it, it was like. <laughs> everything was in a rush the place was so small like yeah you know and, and it's
0: but this is what uh, i mean no. this is what i mean this is not Let that that would be unheard of like we have game nights like you know all sorts of nights of the week but like we're not like we we're not running a three three game tournament on a weeknight i don't think anyone's doing that i think we, tournaments are like reserved for weekends when you could run them for a long uh, period of time
1: i mean some people like to do it uh so my my reason behind doing that and... Prefer- well, I think it's I, I think it's push- great
0: though. That's what I think. I'm, I'm excited. I really, I wish we could do it, right? I just feel like it's not the mentality here in, in North America.
1: The, the, the reason behind is that, first of all, yeah. you want to have people understand that this is not only pushing plastic ships and being super... It's a community uh, thing. to each other, yeah. but rather to meet people and, and drink with them and then just have yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, second of all, to feel that little bit of competitivity in a sense this is a tournament, right? Yeah. So we're playing tournament. We're, there there so have for to be stages. Pairings. Yeah. Yeah. It's for you to understand pairings, for you to understand uh, strength of schedule, to understand mm-hmm. uh, how pairings work, blah, 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 how, how the routine works. Yeah. Because then it's easier for them once they'll see that, because usually those, during those nights, there's a question like, Oh, so do you think I? Uh, I don't want to come to a tournament. I'm not experiencing that. I'm like, dude, don't give a fuck. It's 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 just you know, come, bring your ships, get your ass whooped, and then we'll have after party. And yeah. you'll never learn the other way rather than your ass being whooped. Yeah, and if you want, I can give you advice on how not to get ass your ass whooped so badly. I mean, put your like the the the, the advice I'm always giving to newbies is like. Uh, put your rocks on the kitchen table, open a beer, tell your wife, look what I'm doing, place those ships and try not to hit the rocks because that's the usual people's mistake when they start flying not to hit rocks, stuff like that. But um, the the reason to have it is like to, to... Give them understanding that first of all, tournaments is nothing scary. Second, it can be fun, and the community mm-hmm. is what hooks people up. And you know, it exploded all across the uh, Poland. Not not because of me, but it just exploded. You know, we were talking on Discord, and for instance, how we're keeping the game going on mm-hmm. a certain level as a community is. For instance, right now we have the something we call Polish System Open pso mm-hmm. because we got only i think seven uh store championship kits mm-hmm. for entire polish community that's all right so we decided that we don't want to waste it so we got uh we have that organizers group mm-hmm. uh philip Filip vukic that he, he's playing for a serbian team right now in xcc but he's living in war so mm-hmm. uh so we kind of approached it as a as a like Work project in the mm-hmm. sense that we've started Trello with Trello cards, <laughs> with tasks, with, ta- with task groups, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and you know we divided the year into into sections, into weeks that we don't have too much proximity between the tournaments, so that we mm-hmm. have the biggest turnouts. Right. We started all the long shags. We had the calendar through the year when is coming what, yeah, yeah. and thanks to that we didn't have we, we didn't have so far a star championship under 35 players i think i wow. don't think we had one
0: that's great uh
1: so you know and uh right now we're ha- we will have open qual world's open qualifier in uh november as well that's so great the polish system open project ends in january with last store championship right uh, right. in, in Womja. So, so, you know, and, and we're trying to attract as many new people as, as possible. Right.
0: How is, so, so you're saying, cause I, this is one of the questions that I wanted to get to. Um, and I'm glad it got to there naturally. So Polish community is doing really well then overall, I would say, or, I mean, maybe not in terms of like the, the, tr- the old numbers, but like in terms of like, in tr- it sounds like it's growing and it's like doing it's, oh, at least it's stabilized and it's starting to grow again. Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's stabilized. It's trying to grow. Uh, the problem is with the balance right now of the game. I would say that's the biggest issue that I, I'm facing. Talking, especially to older players, like mm-hmm. the ones that are playing since one sure. zero, sometimes they're just getting fed up. Like I don't know, looking at uh, double tap hand or, mm-hmm. sure. or arcs uh it's like just you know uh they're like okay this is stupid the 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 20 points build system and the standardized loadout is something that takes so much joy out of the game for so many people
0: right but
1: saying Mm that thing Mm -hmm. we're still having great tournaments we're still having great community uh, we're still having much much fun doing those tournaments and mm-hmm. then you know and we're trying to upkeep that world's hype that mm-hmm. has been so bull right. in April
0: I would say so this is an interesting kind of point because i I know at world you and I had a great long conversation about the value of the of the loadout system versus the old system right um and uh, I'm so I'm so happy that like you know even if you haven't like fully accepted it like you've kind of acknowledged that you know this is where we are now and like it's not it's not it's not it's not uh inhibiting or like like negatively like pulling it down like maybe it's probably negative affecting you because you're not as happy on the list building side but overall enjoyment of the game has not really diminished that much right it's mostly that like i think a lot of for a lot of players the issue they have with the system is that the list building creator process is different now and then that causes a lot of the enjoyment that people, because like half the game is actually like, oh, let me construct a list, let me like theory craft, let me like put something together that I've never seen before and like see how it works, um and it's maybe I think easier to easier to get to a conclusion because a lot of the Lotto system than it would have been because a lot of things are not as many things are obfuscated in terms of like value, right? Like, so I think I said I said before to you, and I've said many times that building points against a bid inherently is complicated, right? So it makes balancing very difficult. But on the other hand, on the list building side, it makes the list building aspect very interesting because it's like, okay, well, how do I value this upgrade against no upgrade, against the other upgrade, against another ship potentially? There's like so many different avenues and things that you need to consider as a part of it. And when you remove that element, it simplifies the balance and it simplifies the list building process, and 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 I guess in that way it actually makes the the joy of the list building reduced. Is that is that a fair fair thing to say?
1: Yes, uh, yes, yes, fully agree uh, on mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, I understand removing the bid. I mm-hmm. I I actually really liked the the two point two kind of uh time where uh, amg was silent and we were coming up with our own rules based on random things they were saying yeah so there was this moment where we had no bid uh and random start of the game regardless of the bid. Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then the initiative was kind of too powerful based on the single role so then the road roll came in and at first i was like just so stupid right now i kind of dig it it's i got used to it that i accepted it it's it's fine there's like another variable that you need to take into consideration while planning your moves ahead yeah uh but uh what i really hate to the bone Mm. are three things first is uh you know the the Inability to not spend twenty points. It is mm-hmm. in, in current state. Yeah. It is just impossible because you cannot be hemorrhaging one point per just like that. Or well, it's it's, or it's
0: there's there's a big problem. So I have I agree with you on this. I don't like the current rule set on how because it's not just that you lose. Let like, let's say you go to nineteen points, right? Like I'm going to build a list of nineteen points because I I can't find the, the thing that I want to build is at like nineteen, right? The problem is not that the 19, I think that if you want to decide to, to go to 19 or 18 points or 17 points, that's on you, right? That's, that's, that's fine. Yep. Um, the fact is, is that when you're giving that point to the opponent, like literally they score, so it's like a two point differential, not a one point differential, like doubling yep. the point differential. I think that's too yes. much. I really, I really want them to renege on that because I do think that, I think players should be allowed to build to 19 points. It's honestly, it's like explicitly worse, I think. And if you want to sacrifice that because of whatever comp that you want to build, I think that that's a fair. I think that's a fair um, thing to do, right? I think that's a fair compromise because you are literally leaving points on the table, right? And I think that that should be something that you allow players to do and in competitive play. You don't need to give an extra advantage to the other, other player because of that, right?
1: I, I mean, I, 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 like you know, what are the, the two things that that experienced player right now after every points change? Yeah, is looking at is the two point ship in every faction.
0: Yes, because, because that's, and the,
1: that's the thing to fill the gap, right? It's like yes, yeah, and and then you build eighteen points.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But basically, un- unless you have some other fancy well, idea. Well, I, I think I think if you, filler... I think
0: if you build to eighteen, then having a two point filler is great because it's like oh, let me just add this extra ship, right? It's really when you get to nineteen points, right, where it's yes. like. I have a specific comp in mind. Like, I want to like this ship and this ship and this ship. But when I add them together, it's 19 points. And now this doesn't work anymore. Like, I literally can't put it on the board. Because if I put it on the board, I'm giving... Not only is it more more difficult game for me, because I have less point value in general to, that I'm playing with, right? For my specific combo that I want to do. But then I'm literally giving a free point to my opponent to do the same. To, like, fly. So I'm paying my opponent a point so that I can try this combination that I think is good. And I think that's just, like, not... That's not fair, right? It's, and I feel yeah, like it's not, like you, not appropriate.
1: like, like you said, yeah. with the race to twenty right now, yeah, it's basically a two point lead. Yeah, and because you haven't scored and he it, had
0: exactly. And and so like and so I think that like, um, it's such a small thing to take it out of the rules. You literally don't have to change anything. It's just that, like, because like, even if they score because even if they score ni- 19 points in, in damage the chances of you not scoring one point in objective throughout the entire game is so small plus he has nothing on the board so you just literally the next turn you score a point and you've won the game right if it's like a 20-0 like 19-0 on like point destruction only right so i just think that like it's such a small like it's so such a small thing to do you just remove that one part you don't have to change literally anything else and now you're open list building up again for like more dynamic stuff right yep. um
1: but then we're getting to twenty points itself. That's the second thing. I, I, I would actually put it as the first like an insight right now because mm-hmm. I think that twenty points is just running us. It's pushing us uh, into standardized loadouts only.
0: I see so I disagree with you on this one. I strongly disagree with you on this one because okay. I think that like the the twenty point system. In of itself is not something that necessarily like brings you to whatever like to to a thing. I think that what players are doing is, um, it's very easy to get comfortable with a specific build loadout, right, um, and not consider the other options. Uh, but it's but the reality is that I think that within within the list building process, right. Uh, what AMG hopefully is doing is they're taking the data because this last points update I felt really strongly really positive about because they they decided, I think what they decided to do is like, okay, we're gonna decide exactly how much we think each chassis will cost, and then we're gonna we then we're gonna adjust the loadouts to justify that point cost, right? And so like they did a lot of interesting things, like they made X wings that had proton torpedoes, five points or more. They made X-Wings that didn't have torpedoes, four points or less. So you can fly X-Wings that are four points. You can fly X-Wings that are five points. And if you want to decide you want to approach the torpedoes, that's the, that's the reason why you're paying the extra point, to have, the, to have that option available to you, right? And I think that that leans to like very creative, interesting list development options, right? But we're not there yet we're like we're like halfway there which is like like they've done the points balance how they wanted to do but they haven't adjusted the loadouts to justify those point costs properly right because it's like some ships that are five points that are not playable because you know just having prone torpedoes isn't enough to justify the one point differential so they need more loadouts they need to be like what if it was project and a shield upgrade or you know all of these like different upgrades that i could put on to like create some like interesting combo right now you have like a a real discussion that is like interesting Turn like right
1: i get that but my problem is that the the mystical mythical meta solving right is progressing so much faster and to keep the game alive you need either new content right or uh options to rock the meta Mm-hmm. And with that 20 points and basically ships being between. expensive ship, is it 11 or something like that? I think 11 is the most expensive ship, at least it used to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Never mind. Uh, but the thing is, right now, once the meta is, air quote, solved, it's way harder. To rocket with existing tools beforehand, you were having additional aspect of list building where you were balancing loadout versus um, quality of ships. Basically,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I, okay, sorry. Finish your thought, and then I have, a, I have a counterpoint.
1: Yeah. So, 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 because of that, right now, you, especially what you said. Once we'll get that sweet spot of, like you said, balance of ship costs, right? Then we'll get to the point where meta is solved. Uh, what, one once you'll get that twenty point balance in the way you, you you're suggesting, without new content, meta is solved, and and you play only staple build. So I I
0: traction. will so I will disagree with you on this because I think that so in two Right. Um, when we had long metas, that is definitely what happened, right? But in 2.5, historically, what we've seen so far, like in the last points update, like so before the recent points up, the current points update, right? The big points shake up, the last one, the one that was the world meta, right? I think that meta was there for like eight months or six months, like a long time. It was a longer than normal meta, right? And what we had um I, if I remember correctly was essentially three meta shifts within that points cost right and it wasn't and it wasn't even that like um that the meta was solved or people were saying the meta was solved is that people were kind of like making because of the balance of the game and the balance of the game having a lot of different options and I attribute part of this to the 20 points cost because you had buckets of ships being in kind of the same points values it meant that if you wanted to make a Uh, a a meta adjustment to to counter a specific list you could hot swap one ship for another ship that would let you do that and then suddenly that ship that was like hot in the meta was would shift out of because like early early that early in that in that meta we had like rebel alpha like dominating and then rebel alpha just kind of like fell off the map as people just developed counters for that right and then those counters Got countered because you could hot swap encounters for that, and then by the time that we got to Worlds, when you when you you brought your your A wing list was literally a, I mean maybe it wasn't designed that way, but it was literally an anti meta list, right? It was, and and people were saying also that Rebels was completely unflyable at that point as well, right? And it, it didn't take much for for someone with a strong like two meta two rebel lists made top four, and it wasn't that like oh rebels were go- like so good and people didn't know it was that like no like you make the adjustments to your lists based on you can hot swap ships in and out to like ca- come up with counters to the things that are in the meta right now right Do I think that you have
1: to remember that there yeah. was uh, the uh battle or no, not uh, the, the hotshots too. They changed a lot because in the last point you had a couple content updates, which mm-hmm. didn't change the points, but introduced new content.
0: But I I don't, I, I, I can, I can double check this, but I think hotshots was like, was like still like, even with hotshots it was still another four, five months before we got to worlds. Right. And we had a, quite a bit of turbulence even within that. Right. Um, Uh, we can look it up, but I just feel like, um, and I could be wrong, but I feel like uh, uh, even with hotshots, it wasn't a dramatic amount of. T- it wasn't. It wasn't such a dramatic shift that it like that. It really, really that was the reason why we had like additional meta. I think we had like three, at least three big um, meta shifts with no points changes whatsoever. Um, and and so so here's here's what I'll bring it into a current meta. Right, I agree with you right now han is han is warping the meta in a way that is not healthy i do want i do want amg to provide a adjustment on i that.
1: don't i i don't think han is the problem i think it's uh Bistan that is the problem because sure
0: if you No, i agree with you i agree with you Biston is the true is the actually the root cause right but han is the
1: um <laughs> I'm, I'm listening it's wireless,
0: oh yeah, so. yeah 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 it's yeah. okay um Han is the, is the poster child of the, of the larger emblematic problem, which is Biston, because even if it wasn't Han, Biston going on any ship that could double tap is really a problem, right? Um, and it's going to be a persistent problem that, that, that continues to bite us in the butt, um, for as long as Biston is able to exist, right? Um, because he's just over, he just does too, he's just too good for what he does, right? The fact is that, like, double tapping into a, the same, into, um, out of the same arc twice is just inherently strong, right? Um, maybe too strong, um, but uh, I do, I do think that there is more work to be done that can uh, that can happen that can shift the meta further. Like we already saw that a little bit, right? Because what happened early in the early in this meta we had uh, Han dominating the scene and everyone thought like nothing can beat it like it's just too good right and then the republic list came up and showed that oh no there's actually like you can have a direct counter to han specifically right um and that list also does well against the field right and it's only a matter of time before we find something that also dominates in a way that it's like oh yeah this is also good and it counters um the other two lists right um or counters one of the two lists in a way that the other list is no longer relevant to like bring right um and i and i just think that it's going to happen because again you can hot swap stuff out you have to be you have to be thinking about well what of what are the pieces that i'm willing to sacrifice in order to like go because like f- to go do something new like for example like if i'm if i'm han right and i'm losing to the 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 arcs right maybe the answer is um just removing han for some other revel. Uh, and we've had some people like starting to create new lists out of that that are kind of like Luke and some stuff like the core of it is still very similar but you've removed Han for some other piece that is going to help you win games in a way that that accounts for the counter meta pick right um and and in the same way like we're now seeing even within archetypes um uh the um like FO is starting to come up with some like really interesting ACE options that like Crispy has like been, been 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 doing and there's some other people who have been messing around with stuff. And so like there's stuff coming up, bubbling under the surface that it just takes a little bit more tweaking to like find something that's going to happen. And then once people see that, because the problem is with metas is that people glomp onto the thing that they think is the most successful, even if they don't have the knowledge base or the experience in order to make it happen. And then the meta gets flooded with that specific archetype, right? And what we don't want is... Yeah. It to get flooded for a long period of time, we want things to naturally shift, and that will happen, I think, because you can hot swap stuff out to like create counterpoint, right? Um, you're not specifically because in 2.0, you were like really once an archetype was really solved, there was nothing you could do about it because you had to use all the pieces to make it work, right? Um, I'm gonna take this this point. Okay. I'm gonna take this point to switch to our to our my favorite segment which is the ad read. I think that you, you should know what this is, or maybe you don't. But you, if you had watched the episodes, you know this is my favorite part. So this podcast is brought to you by Vassal League. Rest in peace. Uh, you, were, you were loved when you, uh, when you existed, and now uh, you have lost your younger brother and we're never coming back. So sad. So sorry. Um, and this podcast is also brought to you by the forbidden apple of knowledge. Um, we can never go back. And um, sometimes we wish we never bid it, but uh, some. I guess it's better to know than to not know. Um, and then finally, this podcast is brought to you by promo cards. Please throw them at new players. I don't care if it's a health hazard; just do it. Um, do you have any that you want to add, Throw in Bartosh.
2: Um.
1: <laughs> um no not really i my brain is fried after all day of work so i'm not really creative with that sorry
0: it's okay it's okay um i i uh i i love this i love this bit and i'm gonna keep doing it it doesn't matter how many times oh, it's,
1: it's it's actually great. it's, it's actually great those points are, are really great i love them as well but yeah <laughs> uh,
0: yeah um yeah so you know it's actually, it's really good i really wanted to stop it here and then do the and do the bit because i think we're really jumping into a very deep x-wing conversation and i want to make sure that yep. we kind of segment it so that we know that this is really yeah, yeah, yeah. this is really deep x-wing now right because we're talking about like theoretical this building it's super interesting to me at least that like how do we how do we account for like how do we adjust for a meta how do we actually like counter a meta? Like, and that's like the the age old question, right? Like, what do you do to answer it? Because I I know that like, um, huh, some we joke that the that your answer has just been, we'll just add more a wings, and then I'll just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: usually that's my that's my answer. Add my, more more a wings, yeah. but uh, I I think the meta shift shifting is is usually with people who understand X wing. It's like this is like you know you sit down and it's like this is so fucking strong. What do you do with it? Yeah, And then you start breaking uh, what the list does mm-hmm. into smaller pieces and understand what is the core strength of it yeah. and think what is the best counter to it while being good at objectives and being at least semi versatile because you cannot be just countering one list because yes. then you'll be beaten by four others uh and and for instance you can see this uh, actually right now when we're talking it's already happening because resistance Mm -hmm. is starting to win things and resistance is starting to win things because arcs have low agility and they're beefy and resistance is good at us just demolishing that without Mm -hmm. being uh that yeah, yeah. they're very beefy as well but they bring even more firepower like you know mm-hmm. ray and three x-wings let's not look too too far Ray three x-wings this is yes. like it, it brings so much damage and it actually talks to han very well han is yeah. not having good days as well yeah versus that uh, so I think this is all yes, this is already happening, so the yeah. the five x Wings archetype that has been there since the beginning of the this point shift, but it hasn't I've been meaning that,
0: anything right
1: uh, until recently yeah it, I think this is because of amount of arcs that have showed up. Right. and people getting uh, you know used to it i still think that well-flown han is dismembering five x-wings because of ability to be everywhere and shoot twice yeah uh but but like average like average jover versus average joe yeah. flying yeah, yeah resistance versus han he should be able to corner han and just yeah. old style murder yeah. him in in yeah. that corner yeah um, so I, have a, it, I have a and I have a and
0: I have a something to add to that too, which is that like if we we're if we were thinking about a situation where Han beats X-wing five X 5X, five X 5X beats um, arcs and arcs beat Han, we now have a rock paper scissors, which is actually not terrible um, because that's a good foundation to build other alt lists around, right? Um, if that if it is actually like this, right? Like, because when it's just one or two picks, it's really tough because it's either you pick the the main pick or the counter pick, right? And then everything else has to like be, be built around this. But once you have three or ideally four, now it becomes really interesting, right?
1: Yeah, the, what I'm really happy about is actually yeah. Empire and FO still being in the picture. Like, not uh, the well, lists amount wise, yes, they're way lower but uh success rate i think it's still higher Very similar there's the yeah, yeah The, the there, there's uh you know high ceiling for skill in yeah. those lists and you can still like gold all good old vader can still outfly arcs he can just dodge those arcs and just put yeah. so much damage there. yeah
0: yeah and and the new tie bombers are yeah. like are like pretty good like they're pretty good value and they, they can do a lot of good stuff and um i think uh i think fo i think fo is like the most untapped because like they they had the biggest identity crisis post points in terms because it's like not that like they didn't um it's actually funny because they had the clearest identity um immediately after the points and they quickly lost their identity because then they realized that like oh we're just going to be an efficient list but what if there are more lists out there that are more efficient Right? What well, do? You, well, how do we? How do you track? And so they're they've been trying to reinvent themselves, and I think they're gonna. I think by the time we get to like you know two or three months later from now, it's going to be someone's going to come through and come up with some stuff because I've been messing around with some FO stuff and like yeah, there's like there's definitely something there. It just needs to be properly discovered. Um. Uh, and I and I also think that like so, I mean I I I think of like three podcasts now I've been talking about my 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 PO resistance list. And like how much I love it and how much I feel uncomfortable flying it and how much that like it, that can win tournaments too, and it's very off meta, right? Um
1: Po Poe Falcon or Poe Poe
0: T70. Trigger happy. So it's so it's BB eight po Trigger
1: Happy or Commander? Trigger happy. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's BB-8 Poe with um with Lone Wolf Auto uh um overdrive thrusters title um, ferrosphere paint and baffle, i try to baffle and HLC. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was actually having fun because after, after winning UK, it kind of, you know, there, there's like, I, I literally feel no pressure at playing tournaments. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I was every tournament I was going, I was less, not wanting to fly hand. That was like my main goal. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, flying yeah, yeah. Hand. So the first one I went to was, uh, the list i've met at uh, uk uh world qualifier uh fed bodica keo uh luke and Hull auckland mm-hmm. uh the y-wing yeah and it, it was super fun it is so fun yeah uh, but the, and again end of the day if you roll four blanks on the body car you die uh essentially uh and han is just more durable because of all his re-rolls and tankiness blah 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 but mm-hmm. still it was fun and then i was trying i, I was really trying because i loved the list it, it it gave me so much fun it was ray uh paul like uh, christmas tree poe so mm-hmm. basically proton torps mac pulses overdrive thrusters r4 mm-hmm. uh heroic black one like you just cannot see him if if he's flown correctly mm-hmm. uh kazuda bb yeah and ray uh mm-hmm. instead of kazuda i could have put in um eloasti but kazuda is so much fun to fly as well but mm-hmm. uh, then again it was just wasn't holding against uh, arcs hands and all that stuff because it was getting demolished but I'm yeah, but I, I, I like trying things like that. I, 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 I have to say, I probably I'm in my minority, but I miss supernatural reflexes so bad.
0: You know, you know what it is. Um, I think it's not supernatural reflexes that you miss. I think it's the um, is the mind games and mental puzzle that you need to solve every turn to keep that ship from getting caught right
1: so in two zero yeah uh at one point I was flying first I came up with a list supernatural uh Luke um wedge with torps both afterburners blah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Sabine in attack shuttle yeah with um uh, with juke
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: so basically i had two pre-movement ships with eight point bit whatever and then i was just because beforehand it had four ships but then i just removed sabine and i was flying only two x-wings mm-hmm. and i think i've i've won like 15 tournaments in warsaw straight with two x-wings mm-hmm. and it was so fun to fly
0: sure i mean it was, but but that's the problem is supernatural reflexes is so fun to fly for the player flying it and it's like devastating for everybody else right if you if you're really really good at it it's just like it's obnoxious right um so i mean and but don't get me wrong i am in the same camp because i used to fly i mean i still fly bba and bba used to be basically supernatural reflexes for poe right it was a two-turn supernatural reflexes right um, and even better, because of Poe's ability, it was a double reposition supernatural reflexes. So it was like, it was like Soontir with supernatural, right? Or Kylo Ren with supernatural, right? Like, it was the best yeah. version of supernatural reflexes, right? Um, so I, I don't know, I'm with you with like, the, the puzzle solving and being able to like, literally dance around your opponent is, some of, is one of the best things in the world. I think if you flew that Poe that I just talked, described to you, you would have that feeling again, because it's very much that. Um it very much can do anything a, you want.
1: BB BB 8 has three uh two
0: charges. charges. It's two charges, boost or barrel roll in the system phase now. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah.
1: but but so so we can do it twice a game.
0: Twice a game, but you don't need to do it more than twice a game. Like okay. I've never so I used to put on the spare charges to get a third charge, and I found oh. that I use it maybe once the entire time I've been playing it. And it's like, oh, it's not actually that useful. In fact, most of the times you will get a, you can do whatever you need to with just his, um, with just the overdrive thrusters for the extra, two-speed booster barrel uh, roll. Right? You don't actually need the extra, extra reposition, right? Uh, but, but just doing it, those key turns where it's like, oh yeah, you thought I was gonna be here? Nope. See ya. Um, is like, uh, and the mind games of like they have to anticipate the extra positioning, right? Multiple positioning options, right? Because, like, doing a boost and barrel roll in the system phase, when, especially with the two speed barrel roll, is just like, oh, you're like three speed at an angle like, from where you were going to be, and it's really confusing, right? Yeah, um, that's yeah, the I kind of that. stuff right like i i, I super like it. It. i think you're going to like it i think it's like very much in the in in that in your wheelhouse and there's even a world where you could fly that with a bunch of a wings even though the a wings are not as good as in uh resistance
1: uh this is yeah this is another thing i really miss <laughs> that five a wings resistance ones
0: <laughs> oh you'll like this story um so there was a, f- a friend uh who is um who was like who doesn't play I, he's one of the developers in in the x wing uh the developers developers uh, group, and he didn't really play anymore. But he was like, uh "I'm sad because I uh, I can't fly my five A wings anymore." And I was like, "How about six? How about five and how about five in Luke?" And I just send him a list of like five A wings and Luke. It's like, "Why don't you just try that? It's good. I think it's good." And then he he tried it out. And he's like, "I won both of my games, and it wasn't close." <laughs> he's like, "I I like A wings." Yeah. And so I'm like, "Are you back?" He's like, uh, "I think I might be back." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah a wings are so much fun i love A-Wing.
0: yeah let's talk about your, your 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 a-wing love where did that start when did you start when did you realize that you and a-wings had a long-term relationship that is a little bit dirty
1: so i was flying that obnoxious double x-wing list uh, yeah. on vassal and i yeah. was flying green dragoon i don't know if you remember green dragoon mm-hmm. rafael uh, isling uh, he's great guy he stopped playing unfortunately uh around 2.5 and uh, and we were having a game and i just loved he was flying five wings, mm-hmm. and i loved it I, I loved how it felt playing against that and mm-hmm. I, I looked at it and then beforehand i've never looked at it it was right after release of rz2s they mm-hmm. came out
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like yeah okay i've tried them they were fun etc etc and you could have Ray and three of them and blah 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 but it, 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 something was not clicking and and then I played one game versus him and I was like mm-hmm. this is so much fun I'm buying five I ordered five I went to a tournament I was actually unpacking them like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Tournament, and it just felt so good and then uh, the more I've learned about because uh, in one zero, at one point, I was flying uh, a, swir- a crack swarm, right. So five A wings of cracks. Yeah. Then there were crack snap, crackle pop with, with snapshots. I didn't dig it. Uh, I moved to Dash Miranda at that point, uh, and then it went nasty from that. Although I have to say, I really, really love last wave of one zero wave 14
0: the totally broken final wave of 1-0 where everything was like insane uh, so, so
1: uh, i i've I won polish nationals last in poland yeah, in yeah. 1-0 guess with what
0: um was it eight
1: waves no it was four t65s
0: oh right because four sixty five was like good at the end of 1.0 because they added the extra um the they, they, added
1: they added s falls that uh, yeah. added x falls s falls and they've added the flight assist astromech which yeah yeah is just... yeah
0: that the flight assist astromech was insane it was i don't remember yeah. what it did exactly but it was like such uh, a so game changer after
1: movement so after movement yeah if you didn't have opponent in the arc you could do free booster barrel
0: right right
1: so you're basically flying on purpose not to see anyone to have free reposition, yeah, and yeah. then do your action. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> but the aspholes were were uh, so aspholes were basically worded that after yeah. revealing three heart, you could decide to make it a talent roll. Yes. After. Yeah. 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 And, and, because and, 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 you finish your position. And you were and you're putting,
0: like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and you're putting that on veteran instinct wedge or or yeah. west jason so basically yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pilot's killed 10 11 right. and you were, That's right. <laughs> it was like oh. <laughs> because
0: because in in 1.0 x-wings didn't have <laughs> talent rolls
1: no they did not yeah
0: yeah so yeah.
1: no that yeah but but anyway so and, and then i tried those 5a wings and the more, more i learned cuz there were articles written about 5a wings from 1.0 and and you know yeah, how yeah. to fly in in, in actually second world war formation like a fist for a five finger mm-hmm. punch formation mm-hmm. and variables around that so i've someone wrote those articles i forgot whom but uh who but they were yeah. really interesting and 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 they made so much sense about time on target crossing arcs uh doing traps creating kill boxes all that stuff and yeah. that was so much fun and the more i played it the more patterns i've seen in the game like at one point yeah. You know I, I I could just look at the at the board game and just see those those patterns that you were uh, I was even flying. so you know the the playing bait and switch where opponent was was thinking he's cornering you and because of the rear arc you were just disengaging with the part he was engaging and and uh and just turn your arcs and you were still shooting and it was Mm -hmm. you know only those two dice but again with heroic advanced optics it was just sick uh wasn't two dice it was two
0: results is really what you were saying yes it was two results
1: yeah but but then um the you know all the tricks you could have done with that like i loved zari Bangal. that Mm -hmm. was that was I, i just loved it like I I remember 219 Worlds game versus versus Jean Luc Laroux. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 you know and I just just saw so Zari had this op- option to just go five straight bump focus boost through someone, and mm-hmm. that was so good, and you know the, and that was a glass cannon list, and I like glass cannon lists because mm-hmm. this is where you can uh skill someone out like yeah you can can actually win the game even with two a-wings and i love try harding so you know three bad rolls you lose two three a-wings and then you catch up with those yeah yeah
0: i feel exactly the same way like i love i love flying lists that have fragility to them because if you because it, it puts greater emphasis on you it's about stakes right having the stakes means Ew. that like you're under greater pressure <clears> to perform well and that's part of where the enjoyment comes out of it's like oh i was in this dire situation and i formed my way out into a success somehow right and those feel really good like it's it doesn't feel good to win when you're like you're dominating constantly and there's there's no chance of recovery from the opponent it's not really you're playing solitaire really if you're in that big of a dominance yeah. so you want to be in situations where you're winning and you know, that's not good for like tournament reliability and whatever, but you know, if you're talking about fun, this is the most fun, right? Where you where you where you eke out a win that you stole a win that you shouldn't have had because of your skill, right?
1: This is something I, I miss from to zero and uh, non-objective play. I, I have to say I, I kinda dig objective play right now. It's it's yeah. okay. It's it's something I've accepted. i I've, I've transitioned to it. Towards it, yeah. But I still miss those games. I, I hate the part when you were slow playing and, and just uh, running away with single mm-hmm. ship winning by one point, and that that was the forty minutes of your game, and at one point you were just shaking hand because you will not see me anymore, right? Yeah. But I miss the parts where you were losing badly, and then you came out victorious with being a a underdog because you just lost yeah. to a bad role right now the snowball is harder right now you play only five to six rounds and there's no coming back i on one point you know there's no coming back
0: i think i think um i think you're right and you're wrong about this so you're right about the snowballs being harder i think that if you're in a losing position and you don't acknowledge quickly about your league's and change taxes or take big risks Like, you need to know if turn three, if you're losing, and then turn four, you need to take a big risk, right? Because if you wait until turn six, the game's already over. It's too late, right? So I do agree with you. The snowballing effect is much more severe now than it was in 2.0. I do also think that the come-from-behinds are possible, and then in fact, they're more interesting when they do happen, right? Um, So I'm going to... I'm gonna convert you to the Church of Pope Dancing Poe. Um, after this podcast, I'll show you the list that I'm flying. It's it'll speak to all the things that you say you miss about X Wing, because I've I've done so many turnaround victories where on the point board it looked like I was um it looked like I was like definitely going to lose. or I was like five six points behind, and I ended up winning those games because what I've traded in points, I've gained in board positioning and their health. Oh, geez. right
1: yeah but, but but again what what you're saying is is game strategy so so points is one thing and you can yeah. give out point give up points like you can give someone easy victories in sense like give them playing sync objectives well be behind the rocks and positioning your opponent putting your opponent into position where he gained those points on objectives and then punishing him hard for next two rounds and bouncing off that you know basically bouncing off that uh, disadvantage point disadvantage and and then jumping victorious at the end but this is planned what I'm saying is yeah uh, right now it's harder to recover from uh, sometimes a very bad role like you're 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 Putting yourself in the position where you're you're you should be fine, you should be secure, this is not an unnecessary mm-hmm. risk, this is a, a good action, and, and suddenly there's a chain of events where like for instance I lost Han uh in UK, I think. Seven I I lost uh seven HP Han uh to a range three obstructed hand shot. mm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that, that
1: was uh, yeah, three blanks into three blanks, and that was chain of crits that just demolished me. Yeah. Because that was whole bridge into four directs, basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I, I mean I would say like I would say that um so I would say that the the dice rolls have definitely become more important. And um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is a kind of an opinion. Some people say good, some people will say bad, depending on what their perspective is. Um, And I'm in the same camp as you were. That's, I think, worse than it was before, um, where I would have preferred if there was a little more consistency. Although not too much consistency, because too much consistency is also the death of X-Wing. But I I also think that um, the come from behinds... So the the games that you lose positionally... um, like due to strategy and trying to come back are already lost. But I think that was always true in 2.0 as well. If you had lost a game positionally and you were like, kind of like screwed on that way and you could never find a way, there would never be a way to find a way to recover against a skilled player. Right. Um, what I think is different is that now if you're playing the positional game, right, you can still lose a game with a positional advantage. Right. Um, because of objectives, but it's harder to it's harder to lose um i don't know if i'm getting the point across correctly maybe i'm not who knows um the, <laughs> but that's the thing that's the thing what i like about it I yeah go ahead
1: go ahead i first. get what you're trying to say and yeah. this is also true that if you play your uh th- this is why i agree with you saying after what i said before that i'm both right and wrong i fully get that and i fully agree because at one at one point yes at second point you can play your game without you can win the game without actually killing a ship or or even shooting too much because you just out position your opponent and this mm-hmm. is fine as well this is i mean maybe this is not something you're expecting for, for from a dogfight game but uh again this is doable and this is part of the game right now and we need to accept it accept it, or not play it basically yeah. uh, But but I,
0: well so so here's the thing about the, the that that the, so i heard this conceit all the time and, and you're not saying it in a negative sense so i'm not like saying this is you specifically but something that does bother me is like when people say like oh it's a dog's it's a dogfight game and now you're doing um, now you're doing all these objectives and it's no longer a dogfight game that like you remove the spirit of the game. It's like that's not really true because 2.0 in a lot of ways wasn't a dogfight game. It was a game of like preserving health, right? Um, in, in a lot of scenarios. So it's like, you know, we're not any worse than we were in like 2.0 or 1.0 when it comes to like the spirit of the dogfighting. I would say, in fact, this is 2.5 has made the game more of a game of positioning. Than, two, than 2.0 has in in the way that the positioning is now spaced over the course of the entire game as opposed to being set up for the first three turns. Like where, like basically you have to set up your position, you have to be really good at positioning the first three turns to like, and then you basically maintain that throughout the rest of the game as opposed to now it's like turn one is really important positioning wise, turn two is super important positioning wise, and turn three and four and five are incredibly important right and after that it kind of things settle out the way they're supposed to but if you don't if you don't decide the correct positions for all of those first five turns you're in a lot of trouble in turn six and seven when the game is f- finalizing right
1: uh the i'm really curious about your view on because this is something that is actually for me
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it it, it it changes the view of the game very maybe not very often but it can change the view of the game
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's the range zero shots
0: range zero shots i i'm so my official stance is i'm neutral on the range zero shots it has positives and it has negatives and i can't decide whether or not the the positives outweigh the negatives or the other way around um so my end of stance is that like it's not it's not the best thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I I like I like that if you bump into somebody, right? You have still have the ability to do something. Right? Yeah. Right. That's cool. I, I really like that. I like that there's still a little bit of like it. It hasn't like getting bumped doesn't remove all of the agency, right? Red focus whatever. Like I mean I can go here or there on that. Like but I actually think that the if you're gonna keep agency on the player having them be able to shoot still is more valuable than having a focus right um i would rather lose the red focus than lose the range of shot is what i'm saying right if we had the two, pick between the two right
1: okay so i misunderstood because i would i would rather i mean i no no I, I
0: i know that's not the popular opinion i'm saying that like what i like is i like being able to shoot with the ship even if it's like bump into something right i like that feeling i like being able to throw dice I don't like the fact that we're adding even more randomness to a game where randomness is having a huge impact on the outcomes of games, right? Because the downside is that, oh, I take a range zero shot, I'd natty out three, and then now I'm doing two damage, like, because you rolled, you know, you're one on defense, right? Like, and that has no skill involved whatsoever. It's just that, like, I just, I just dice dicelect my way into a victory, right? I don't like that, Right.
1: For me it's um it's pushing the game in the way of you know even more tankiness the more beefy because if you're shooting range zero with a beef beefy shot into uh, beefy ship into beefy ship yes you're probably more possible to do more damage because ships have less green die, dice mm-hmm. but then flying you know fragile ships it's like you use them very often for for bumps for things like that yes yeah. Yeah. okay i know people may say yes but when you're bumping a big ship you need to expect getting shot blah 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 sure but still like you said i, I think this is like this this randomness is it, just sometimes can be game changing
0: Yes. And that's the part that I don't like. Right. So I like the agency that it gives to the player. I like that the fact that it feels better that like to like to like to to blunt the effect of like, you know, losing, you know, your effect, your effective turn with that ship. I don't like the randomness that's thrown in. I wish that that would go away. Right. Um, And that's why I was getting at if I had to choose between the two of like if if the red focus and the and the range zero shots are both doing the same thing which is to blunt the effect of getting bumped so that it is that you still have some agency in your in and that ship then i would rather have the range zero shot than the red focus but that's not to say that i like the the range zero shot i don't it's not like something that i'm really happy about like it's again i'm neutral about it because i see the positive but i also see the negative and it's not It's not it's but neither of them is enough for me to like, because the thing is, here's the thing, actual range zero shots pretty low, because most of the time when you get bumped, you have another target, right. And um, that targets usually like a range one shot. It's like, I would rather do that shot than the range zero shot 90% of the time, right, that 10% time when it's the only shot, and then you natty out those feel super bad, right. So it is a problem. But is how big of a problem? It, that's much harder to quantify because there is like a lot of extenuating circumstances that have to be factored into it, right? So it's not as, as cut and dry or as crystal clear, right? The red focus thing is much more consistently a problem, right? You bump someone and then it's like, oh, no consequences. I'm just going to get a focus anyways. I was going to do that regardless, right? Um, and even red focus is actually a big problem because it's especially bad on Han because what would be a great counter for Han the Han thing is if you just bumped him and then he didn't get his tokens and now you could punish him for flying predictably right but because he can red focus anyways and he gets perceptive and gets all his tool t- t- active he is literally unaffected by the enemy ship's movement right so if anything if i would want to remove anything from the game like you know one of the rule sets the red focus would be the first thing to go the range zero shots are a lot less a lot less of a big of a problem if you also don't have access to red focus because now i get to shoot rangeo maybe i get some variance but now it's much easier to kill me as well right yeah so that's how i feel like uh
1: Uh, this is a a a really low it can be a very long discussion and it it would have to bring like data and and in sense of numbers like actually Put it down to to percentages to sure. understand.
0: but who's but who's the, tracking that? Like, are, are we really? Is I don't think anyone's really uh, no, looking I, at that I, I think it, right?
1: I think if if there would be a person doing it, it would be you. But <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't use numbers. I I use my feelings. Okay, I'm all about I'm all about touching my feelings and seeing how it affects my gameplay. Okay, um, no, I don't know. I I I I think statistically. I think statistically it makes sense that the red focus is the larger issue because token tokens in general, um, it's much much easier to get tokens now in 2.5 than in any other version of the game, right? Uh, and not only is it easier to get tokens, but those tokens have such a huge effect in the game that like I see AMG has been dramatically promoting Ion and um, and Jam because those are the only ways to remove tokens in the game. Right, um, and so we're in a weird place where, um, and and you know what? To be fair, token more tokens is better than passive mods, right? Because at least tokens yeah. can be removed, like passive mobs cannot be removed, right? Yeah. Until true. we get some sort of force draining um, ability that like literally can drain your force tokens, like there isn't there isn't anything we can do about it, right? So. Um, I'm so that's okay, but but my point is is that like if we are making it easier to get tokens because more abilities are becoming token based, then I don't think the red focus is really necessary because like I think it's just there should be um, I agree with people that bumping player like a strategic bump was a learned mechanic, but it's a good learned mechanic, right? So it might have not have been how the game was designed, but it's become something that has been been that's that's better than it was before. So yes, it wasn't intentional. It was, but it's good.
1: The, the right? game, the game was designed for bumps. It was like a, I think it, as far as I remember, I think it was actually like quoted in official FFG articles as a strategy to have right, right. low pilot right. ships to bump, you know,
0: to bump large, large bump ship. and and, sure. and yeah sure. But but I would say I would say like their their point is also true about it. It it was it was a it was a mechanical um, choice to add it in rather than a thematic thing right it's like they needed a way to navigate the 3d space so they created this mechanic right and then but then again it's like okay well this may have been artificially derived for game mechanic reasons but it's still a good mechanic we shouldn't discount it just because it's non-thematic right like um i think that i think that we should keep bumping us i think it is a good strategic element i think it does add value to the low initiative ships and uh, give gives them an advantage that is on par with what high initiative ship gets and they still have access to right is which is like board knowledge board state knowledge right so um i i wish they would so for me like i i kind of if I, if there was something to remove there are two things if there are t- two things to remove the first thing would be the the one-point deficit point deficit for not building to 20 because i definitely want that that. i want that to be gone i think that there is no reason for it to not be gone Um, and then if there were two things i would remove from the game the second thing would be the red focus because i think i i think it's good i think it's good what it's trying to do but i think that because you already have range zero shots i don't think it's necessary to have both i think it's good to have at least one but both is a little bit too safe and I think that you want to add a little bit of danger to flying because, again, if we're saying that the the, dice selection, not dice, the, the the dial selection is sacred and movements have consequences, then you've got to have the downside of those consequences as well. Otherwise, you don't feel like you have your agency means anything. Just because you have agency doesn't mean that it's useful, right? Like It's like getting chased down by a ship, right? And if you have no 4K, it's like, oh, well, I'm eventually going to die. Because there's no way that I can I can escape his arc, in t- the time it takes for me to die. But I mean, technically, I can choose a maneuver every turn, right? Um, and that's not and that's not the type of agency that I think AMG wants that the players want, right? So that's my that's my bit. But I mean, even still, as it is, these are fairly minor complaints. I mean, I definitely want them, but I feel like these are fairly minor things, like. Yes, it would be like a five percent improvement in the in the game enjoyment. But my game enjoyment's already pretty high. I I still think that um, two point five on the board, like list building, might be worse for some people. I don't th- I don't have that issue, right? I th- I think it's fine. But I can totally acknowledge that for some people, that it is a dramatically worse experience, right? Um, because it's a very different way of thinking, right? Um, but on the board play i think with objectives the game is objectively better in terms of like the actual fun and enjoyment um, uh, on a net on a net basis right net enjoyment i think is higher right some things are are less fun but some things are way more fun and i think that especially especially when it comes to like um essentially like squadron positions positioning and setup and saying like setting up flanks and like looking at the board state and seeing how ships are going to fly and that being different basically every game um, is like really refreshing because tournaments like kind of got really boring in 2.0 if, I, if I'm if i being honest where it's like I knew how I was setting up I knew how my opponent was setting up I knew basically the how things were going to go for it three turns
1: always, it was always delayed joust that's true right like, in in a sense most of the time it was delayed jousts with one of the opponent just having upper hand because Mm -hmm. of the flying around the table and and positioning yourself yeah um i get that sure Uh, i'm i mean i i I agree with with uh, yeah we we both agree on one point deficit we are Red focus. Maybe you're right. This is this is like a discussion. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. It's it's yeah, yeah. it's a very hard thing. And it's
0: a weak argument um, on my part too, right? I'm not like strongly feeling like this has got to go. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing, right? Yeah. Um,
1: um, and you know, and with 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 the agency because of the bumping and all that stuff, I I fully get that as well. I uh, I even get why the generics are not getting any play. And that was actually a very reasonable, <laughs> I think D explained it to me and it actually makes sense. Like if you, th- maybe know more, but if you think about generics in yeah. Star Wars, have you actually seen generics in Star Wars? No, every generic, almost every generic that has been shown in Star Wars had a name. Yes. So we have those generics. They're called yeah. They're, they're called yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah that's right uh, that's right they they're yeah. people they're people too man they have names and husbands and children I, I,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah well maybe except clones so this is why we yeah. can see black Squadron squad on the table <laughs> but <laughs> uh uh so i even get that i i yeah. for, for me just a 20 points build like the list building is, is something that really it still is, bothers is you is hurting me yeah. it still bothers and, you um yeah. and, and maybe what, what also bothers me is uh, lack of content on the horizon, lack of building hype but this is this is like entirely different conversation outside of 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 uh, game state as a yeah. game itself more you, of a, you know what the uh, problem where we're going The
0: reason why I don't like this this discussion about like the content stuff is we have no we have no it, impact it, or it, agency on that it's not like if we yeah. if we if we said like amg make more products that they would do it because they probably are already trying to do it and we won't see it for two years yeah so what do we gonna do complain yeah. for two years like
1: yeah that's, I, that's my point but uh, yeah I, I but again this this kind of gets us to the point mm-hmm. uh of bringing new players in the game mm-hmm. uh so some someone Told me recently a very wise thing that one of the best things for Star Wars Wargaming that could ha- that could happen mm-hmm. would be a four or five year break from Star Wars war games in mm-hmm. the sense that they would die, uh, disappear outside of of casual gaming
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to create that hunger. Uh, that would bring players again to the new game. Because mm-hmm. right now, I feel that we're dissolving as a community because we have Legion, we have Shatterpoint. Right now, we're having another uh, CCG or TCG, whatever, the, mm-hmm. the uh, Star Wars Unlimited game. Uh, the X-Wing is still on, Armada is still on, etc., uh, etc. Et it it kind of dissolves us. Then, uh, there's lack of new... and it's not me complaining, it's just me stating facts, mm-hmm. uh, that we don't have that hook, that f- for for instance, I don't know how did you start playing, mm-hmm. uh, how you did start playing, but uh, f- for for me, it was episode seven. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I again got this hype. Uh, mm-hmm. I've started watching, also I remember Paul Heaver winning uh, mm-hmm. I think that was third worlds or something mm-hmm. like that, with uh, poe double y wing z and uh you know watching all that learning all that uh and buying corset with the ships that i just seen in the movie mm-hmm. that was something like yes i want to do it i want to be poe dameron i want to do
2: yeah
1: yeah and uh and 100%. right now i mean right now we we have ahsoka right <laughs> so someone would come in and say like yeah i've seen that ahsoka ship can i fly it Nope. Um, and probably not for the next two years.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: So this is this is this is something that is uh, worrying me yes. in the sense of future, right? Yeah. Because so, I've, I've already dedicated a long time for this game, so it yeah, kind of yeah. saddens me.
0: Yeah. Well, I okay. So again, it's like I can't. It's not like we can do anything about it because we really can't. And so, in some ways, it's just kind of like acceptance and moving on. Well, what can we but, do? with right
1: that, that 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 this is where I want to stop for a second yeah can't we do anything about that as a community I'm not saying we're going to write a petition to to THQ Nordic which is the owner of Asmodee which is the owner of AMG whatever uh, yeah would it work uh if we would get maybe 200,000 signs uh, like you know signups whatever maybe but no it wouldn't so I, I yeah. think that the best way, because this is kind of circling back to where we started, how to get new players in, is to yeah. create that hook for new players somehow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Get so, out to
1: communities. so the,
0: there's, there's like, so in my mind, if we really wanted to go nuts and try to pull in new players, right? My mind is is on the fact is, OK, first of all, we need those starters for the rest of the factions. Right, We need them to be wildly widely accessible not necessarily like in store in stock, but if someone says I want to buy you know in the various in the previous podcast like we, I was talking about how like buyer buyer mentality has changed and you know people's people's habits have changed and the dynamics between um, stores and players has changed right all due to the pandemic. And one of the things that came out of it was those discussions was the idea that you know, People are going to buy online and buy the stuff that they want, and they're not heavily reliant on the game stores anymore for purchasing power. They are reliant on on exposure for like if they don't know what to get, then the game store is the best place for them to get that information. But if we're just talking about purchasing power, we just need like those starters to be readily available so someone can buy them online, whether it's Amazon or whether it's through uh, an online retailer or it's through thing. They need to be available, and this is a problem that we have at the moment because. Half the stock of x wing is just unavailable online online or otherwise right i
1: i, dis- I disagree i th- i th- in I think in official
0: not... in official capacity right'm not talking about secondary market uh, right?
1: yeah but but what i'm trying <laughs> yeah so uh, availability is one, but then again it's it's based on sales which even though the availability was kind of... like in Poland they're available mm-hmm Nobody's buying them just because secondhand, and there's nothing in the. Uh, I think that's the thing. There's no. And you can.
0: Well, let me
1: let again, me let me get to the
0: second point because I think I know yeah. where you're going with this, and I just want to like cut it off at the pass, right? So, availability of the starters, specifically the starters, because we need an entry point for new players to get into. They need the rules and all that stuff, right? So, the starters need to be readily available on all the factions, so that you can fly whatever faction you want. Now, the second thing that we have a problem is, which you have stated. Um, is we have a large secondary market. So for existing ships, getting access to existing ships is really, really easy and doesn't account amount to sales, which is what AMG needs, is what the retailers need, is what everybody needs, right? So they need to start making some real new products. Like They need to not just be reprinting. And I know that the, this year is reprints, and I think that makes sense from, from their perspective from a financial standpoint because it is much cheaper to develop existing products and to buy new products. But they really need to start making new ships, and we have a plethora of new ships because what have we had since um, the pandemic? We've had Mando season two, Mando season three. We've had um, Ahsoka. We've had um, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Boba Fett, Andor. We've had a lot of new content for Star Wars that has a bunch of new ships that we could be putting into various factions, right? So there's no shortage of new ideas and stuff. Plus, there's stuff from Rise of Skywalker that we didn't even, and you know, people, a lot of people hate that movie. That doesn't mean there aren't new ships that we can yep. we can utilize right so the fact is is that like there's no shortage of ip ships that would be useful to be selling to people and people would be interested in getting right and a thing that i said before is that x-wing a lot of x-wing players are collectors not hobbyists right and so you want to buy one of every ship because each ship looks cool and you're making a collection right and collection means you own everything right and so that's kind of the mentality driving a lot of players. It's like, I'm going to buy this new thing because I want to have it because it looks cool. I want to add it to my, my shelf along with all the other ships. And also, it can be playable. So great, I could be using my faction of choice, right? So we need new ships because if we don't have new ships, then the secondary market will continue to dominate sales, right? And they will, will, it, will, it will cannibalize the existing new player market, right? There's a very small subset of players who are going to be like, oh, I just want the new thing. Right, most of the time it's like, oh, let me buy a collection for like half the price of what it would cost for me to get any of the ships, anyways, and then I'm ready to go and I'm ready to jump in. That's not good for AMG. That's not good for. Um, that's not good for the stores, right? Um,
1: I have to say one thing that I'm, yeah, uh, I've said it like not here, but I've said it a couple of times, and every time I'm saying it, it it almost hurts my brain saying it. Yeah, is I almost miss the one zero model of sales
0: yes i'm well i'm saying we go, we're going we should be going back to that i i 100 yeah, yeah i'm
1: no what i'm trying to say is like buying curaxis for crack shots for instance you know yeah bumping the the rarity of cards yes like in hindsight it was something like you know buying bloody uh the the, yeah, the yeah. gusanti for 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 pop was it was, it was bad
0: team. for it was bad for consumers it was good for the game
1: <laughs> yes right exactly yeah uh, in so, retrospect uh, and and you, you, you know, know we can we can spend more 30 more minutes talking about like how, how conversion kits were bad for the game like yes
0: long term yeah
1: yeah uh so it, but basically, what I miss is, for, for instance, Strike Academy, Phoenix Cell, uh, the, the, yeah. the 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 scum, thingy, the scum one, collaborators. Those were, those were great releases.
0: Yes, great. Not
1: only because they they, they, they the Heralds of Hope, not only because they brought new pilots, blah, 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 but the ships were painted differently. Yes. That was the thing. Great for collectors. Everyone was, everyone, I, even though I had sixteen A wings, I still bought it because I wanted to have green A wing.
0: Yes, yes. I so I agree with you. I think that I I wish that for so for example the tie bombers right that they they made them imperial blue, but I wish they had made them imperial white, like the like a new hope colors, because then then I would be like ooh like new new tie bomber color spicy um they actually did so i don't know if you so i guess you didn't buy the um 2400 um it is actually a different I, paint job it's not the same paint job as I, it but it's not different enough yeah. that people wouldn't notice right
1: it's not only that uh so i think this is the strategy from whatever reason i'm not the business analysis for the analysis yeah. for them but um if you have you have you played Legion?
0: I have not played Legion. No.
1: Okay. So so before the the expansion packs were like you know you had like ten cards inside and yeah. and the character. Right now, new expansion is character, character card, and like two or three cards. Done, like the essential cards for n- nothing new. Like like you had weapons, something, blah blah blah, nothing new. Yeah. For the character, right? And you can see the same thing for Dash. Y two two hundred uh, 2400 is basically for cards. Yeah, no new That's upgrades.
0: It. No new upgrades.
1: Except rewarded uh, outrider title and rewarded uh, pilot cards. And then there's something that I know certain scum players are just—they're fucking angry—is—is is that scum Dash and scum Libo are only quick builds.
0: Yes. Yes. This is lazy. Um, yeah, maybe. so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it isn't lazy because like I don't know what what drove them. It could have been a strategic yeah. decision on their part and I could see a justification for that. Um, that so I'm not gonna try to defend it. Um, I will say that I think that the the problem with scum in general, is that, it ha- like, Scum specifically, because I think that if, like, Dash was being made for some other faction, they probably would have made pilot cards. But the problem with Scum is that it's so zany that sometimes balancing for Scum is its own challenge, right? And they clearly have been getting it wrong for several iterations now, because so- Scum has been struggling to find a faction identity for, like, three patches now, right? Um... And it's not been going well. And I think the, the problem is, I think Scum wants to be the large base ship faction, right? It wants to be, because it has some of the best large base ships and medium ships in the game. Like, int- most interesting, d- different, new abilities, like, broken. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, stuff in there that is super interesting for Scum. And it's the most unique chassis for large base ships. The issue with that is that, like because they're so broken they have so many weird interactions building for them is very difficult right so you know i could be and again i i don't know if this was a mentality i feel like you know it might be too much it might be giving too much leniency to be saying that they were that they didn't design around it because specifically because scum uh needs like less variability in terms of their spilling their options rather than more variability I don't know if that. I don't think that's the case. I, I know that I could make that case if I really wanted to, but I do think that Scum has identity issue, and they might be trying to resolve it. And if they are trying to resolve it, then the last thing they want to do is add another variable that's going to make it difficult for them to do that, right? Okay. Fair point. But but I'm not just dis- again. I'm not just dis- gonna not gonna go against the fact that the fact is is that like Dash and Lebo should have been. Buildable pilots since Scum. I I agree with I agree with that position. I I really they really should have been, um and the fact that they weren't is problematic for Scum players because there's probably lots of Scum players that were very excited about the idea of building a Dash and a Libo for their faction, right? Um,
1: so not to hijack entire podcasts only. Okay. On, on, on no, I like week. it. uh Hijack. Let's me- hijack. Where would you find we'll move layer to something totally not non x wing related, but let's keep it a little bit x-wing related. Where mm-hmm. would you find new x-wing players? like when I was playing American football, yeah. we were going to the gyms, yeah, uh, when we we're playing so so where would you find new x-wing players? how would you what would be the hook that you would introduce someone to like you know so you're, it's... You're,
0: so it's still the game stores, right? I still think it's the game stores, but I think the model of the game stores has to be changing as well because I think this is not an X-Wing only problem. This is an all board games, all war games kind of problem at the moment. Is that like, uh, is that like, it is, mm, at least in North America, maybe the Europe doesn't have this problem. Um, you guys are just built different. <laughs> but like in North America, I finding that getting people to go out and like con- convene and play together on a regular basis is it's just harder it's not that it's not doable it's definitely doable but it's just harder there are more barriers to entry people's habits have changed um getting that kind of like momentum going is much more difficult than it used to be right and um and i think in general stores in general at least in north america are just reducing their their shelf space in as a whole because like it's not conducive to sales like to having more stuff available up and that people can browse around cuz people are just not coming in as often to just look at stuff anymore right Either they're there with a they're there for a purpose like they're coming like oh I'm going down to play a game with whatever whatever league night or I'm going down to buy the latest thing of whatever game that I'm already into right and and so the uh, the driving factors of what brings people to stores is different now but that being said there is still traffic so if so from my perspective it's like getting new players is like getting them at the game stores having a local scene that is actively playing the game because the game itself isn't as is attractive is the best form of marketing to drive people into the game because when people see the game on the table they're naturally drawn to see what's going on because it's such a great game to, to visually see
1: so what do you think yeah. this just came to my mind it might yeah. be a hyper, you know, maybe uh, over, over complicated, whatever. But okay, like
0: I'm down for this. What
1: would you think about community representatives? I mean, it's it's not something hard. You, you can just finger point at people who are representatives or 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 pillars of their communities. You mean like Sit down. like
0: MG san- sanctioned official uh, representatives? No,
2: th- th- th-
1: okay, we can get to AMG later okay sure have it, being amg sanctioned would be great yep. but i know you this want to create a, a world council of, of
0: of community members
1: yes united nations not <laughs> it, it, yes in the sense not to not to steer well to steer things in the sense like like louis Leong is doing amazing job of yes. creating yes uh stuff for x wing yes and and supplying store kits and stuff you want to have a coordinated effort of all this stuff like we did in poland the pso right we coordinate everything why not coordinate i know this is an effort yeah i know this would but but wouldn't it be great to have like uh, you know same approach and you know to give that you know create promo movies uh even even spend some money on facebook ads whatever yeah or x wing just work yes. with what the world gives us i right
0: now. i love the idea of an x wing community united nations and i want you to be president of it
1: <laughs> there are so many people who uh hate no i want
0: i want free. i want well no, i don't know i don't care <laughs> about those people. Those people, those people are misguided. But, you're, you're a gem. Um, no, uh, I, I do like the idea. I think it's a good idea. I think that having a, an organized uh, approach to marketing the game and making it successful from a community perspective, because this game is, in essence, a community game. Like, I mean, it's still supported by AMG, and that's, and we're gonna get products, and that's, that's essential for the game to survive. But, um. For so long, for such a long, long, long time, this game has been driven to its success because of its community, right? And so I I do think that there is a lot of, there's a lot of, I think that would be really good. The problem I have with this, not a problem, the thing, the challenge that I see with something like this, an initiative like this, is A, we've been so segmented for such a long period of time that having a governing body might might be difficult to enact authority, Right? In fact, and okay, okay. Well, let me I'll finish my point. Let, let me let me finish my point and then okay. you can time me out because it probably came out the wrong way. In so that the fact is that like for a lot of, there are going to be a lot of these initiatives that will require buy-in from a bunch of local communities. And if they're not used to, you know, working with a larger group, then that might alienate groups or cause friction and all those problems. There's a lot of politicking that needs to be involved to make something like that happen. All right, go ahead and, and explain why that's stupid.
1: Okay, so two things. One, XTC. Sure. sure. We yeah, great example. Yeah. Works. Works. Awesome. Oh, oh. And second, watch out, Pause. This podcast has been brought to you by United Nations of X-Wing.
0: Got it. A little late, but I, was, I accept it. I accept that. I accept <laughs> that. Um, um, okay. So XTC is an interesting example, right? So XCC has been in coordination with a bunch of local groups and was essentially it's run out of by one of the groups um, but does but it's a tournament series right so it doesn't require um, doesn't require buy-in each independent each group works independently there's not a lot of intergroup coordination that needs to be- take place except within the players themselves as they as they organize events but if we're talking about a larger concentrated push right especially if we're talking about things like Facebook as where we want to like have a monetary budget behind it too right Um it's. I think it's more. I think it's going to be more difficult over a longer period of time. That 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 being said, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Like we just had this year when we had the Worlds thing. We had um the uh, Isoplane initiative, right? And that was a bunch of people donated money. Everyone trusted Isoplane to do it, and he got a bunch of people to Worlds that weren't able to get normally there normally, right? And so we definitely are capable of the level of coordination that you're talking about, right? My worry X-Wing. is that yeah. Go ahead.
1: X Wing brings together people of different skills. Yeah. Uh ISO plane has been set up not just well, as as you know, optimistic as it sounds. It had lawyer behind it, one of the X Wing players. It had yeah. all the governance around it. It wasn't just randomly, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so I th- I think that we that there are enough people with enough level of high level of goodwill that mm-hmm. that this could fly especially if the greater good would be to keep the game at the level that would be you know because we might have a hiatus, mm-hmm. hiatus for for two two years right now and and let's fingers crossed that they won't kill the game during that time because mm-hmm. of the revenue so this is why i i started with saying that this is not amg sanctioned because of all the legal ip mickey mouse stuff behind that we would have to grind through that would stop us at the very beginning mm-hmm. uh I, and you know just just and and we would obviously have people in that organization that would that are already in touch with amg i mean you know chris allen is doing a great job and okay. and doing so many things right and he is with amg uh in uh, to to a certain level so i i think this could be a way like you know coordinated action yeah. and i'm i'm and again resembling that to like mimicking xdc in a way that we don't have to coordinate it we don't have to micromanage every group across the world because every country is a different organism that reacts differently to different actions. Mm-hmm. But the helicopter view, the overview, like example, right? Talking to local distributors, having star kits, exchanging star kits, like the, the, the thing that just came to my head, UK had gazillion star championships right now. Mm-hmm. Poland had seven. I have no idea how it looks in different countries, but maybe information that in total we have two hundred twenty star kits worldwide. Right. Why not spread them? Right. Evenly. Why not spread them accordingly? Why not right. coordinate that in a way, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know. I to, think. To, to to to
0: to. I think I think your what you're describing sounds great. I think that the I think that the pushback that some people might give—not that I'm giving this pushback—I actually don't think that that's a valid argument. But it might be that you know that's not our responsibility as a community to do. It should be AMG's responsibility, which is—I mean—that's true. But also, realists just have to deal with the situation that's in front of them, which is that in this case, store, store champ kits are misattributed, and we need to resolve the issue at a hand rather than just trying to like think of what the best case scenario is supposed to look like right um as an example okay right?
1: but i agree that this shouldn't be the community responsibility but again we're
0: no I, I'm, I'm with you i'm with you it's like but you know we can do things so maybe we should just do things right like you know this doesn't need to be like everyone sits at their hand nobody does anything right we should you know as a community if we have the ability to do something and then it it's it's better to do something and then have it taken been taken off our hands rather than to do nothing and then nothing gets resolved right like i i totally i totally understand that mentality and i, and I think that's a good mentality right i mean look i mean <laughs> let's be real i that's what happened with yasby right it's like the the ffg said we're gonna make a builder i'm like but i don't want to stop using yasby so and then i just made yasby 2.0 and and then and now we're here where thank god that it exists because you know there is no official builder anymore right um and uh uh not to toot my own horn i don't do anything really i just update points but um but thank God it exists, right? And so like we and and thank God that List Juggler exists, or um Metawing and and like List Fortress right now. List yeah. Fortress, sorry. Um and uh and thank thank God for um Pattern Analyzer and 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 shanks and roll better, like we have an infrastructure of of programs and, and apps that allow us to do all the things that are ruining our meta. <laughs> yes
1: i mean this 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 just shows how much power the community has yeah anyway and and it is uh very often uh like when you look from the outside it looks like amazing effort and yeah. not to take anything from you because you, you you're doing an amazing job but like you said you're not doing much right now you're just updating points yes but but you've created the tool and it is amazing it's it's yes. and uh, and you know and it it shows that if we talk to each other all of us and we understand our capacity and the skill set and we arrange it in the right way mm-hmm. we can indirectly impact what we cannot complain about because we cannot complain about AMG's plans directly because it won't work because they're a corporation what works for corporation is revenue excel spreadsheets telling sales stuff like that so how can we indirectly impact that well we can raise sales how can we raise sales well we can bring new players to the game and show the interest in the game how to do it coordinated actions i mean you know uh ex- even exchanging ideas of on bringing new players on more you know let's say we have a magician that has a thing on bringing new players even doing a a a, a webinar on it explaining how he approaches new players is something yes that with with a small amount of goodwill may bring results
0: Yes. Oh, okay. So, so yes, also Bartosz for president. But also, yes, I, I 100% agree with this, um, with this principle, because this is very much the right way to think about, well, in my opinion, the right way to think about how you, you know, grow groups and like you really, AMG doesn't need to be a part of this discussion, because it's not about AMG. This is about the community that we love. And that we care about so we should do something we can do if we can do something about it we should do something about it right um now that being said that's not everybody that you know each individual per- person has their there shouldn't be a sense of responsibility on the individual to necessarily be you know because this is this is not this is not like unlike the united nations the actual united nations People's lives are not riding on 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 our ability to bring new players into the game right it's not this is not um the stakes are low is what i'm saying right but that doesn't mean that there are no stakes like we should if if there are people who are interested in stepping up then yeah stepping up would be a this would be a great time for that and getting something rolling would be would be incredible right so so yeah i i am uh i'm 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 gonna vote for you when you run for president (laughs)
1: <laughs> Great. Um right. So now fully hijacking from X Okay, let's hijack.
0: Let's let's go off the rails.
1: Why outside of X Wing are you hyped for uh next year's Worlds?
0: Outside of X Wings, why am I hyped for Worlds? Yes. Yes. Uh I get to see you again. Now that I know that you're coming, that's definitely a big plus. Um I think I think I didn't get a good chance to like hang out and like actually see Adepticon properly. And I think that this year, if I'm gonna come with my 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 family, because I'm that's the right now that's the goal. Not I'm not sure it'll actually happen, but if I get to come with my family, we might be able to get to see more of the cons, see more Chicago. I get to show my son about the hobby and see if he gets into it or not. That's gonna be very exciting. Um, I think I think that. I think I'm just excited to go out and see everyone. It's not like, I mean, it's still kind of x related, but like, I think I'm just excited to go out and see everyone. Cause I think that's, and I think that's everyone's perspective, right? It's like, like the best part about worlds is seeing everybody that you didn't, didn't get to see the, the whole year. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah that and like then like this is, might be the year that i incorporate my son into into some of this stuff like the first chance i'm going to get real real chance i'm going to get so like this is like a kind of a marquee year for me to to go to worlds
1: well i would i would love to have that checkbox on my list because i'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to bring my family on in because my son is is will be five then so he's kind of yeah, age is... that he would... my son's gonna be four thing...
0: when, when when we come yeah, in right? yeah. so... So,
1: so mine will be five that time mm-hmm. and i was trying to you know orchestrate more of a trip like you know go to chicago by myself then meet them either in chicago or in florida uh and go <gasps> we have the same plans. plans
0: we have the same plans oh my god okay hold on hold on, hold on. Um, we were planning to go to then... florida first a couple of days And then fly to Chicago from Florida and then finish Worlds and then head back.
1: So I was thinking the other way around because I didn't want to drag my wife and the kid to Adepticum because they would be probably, maybe not bored, but Mm. I think that would be maybe two, um, you know, five days, four days basically, or five days of 40,000 people. Uh, just you know, swarming the place and all the lines and all that—that that, that might be overwhelming. Well,
0: so yes, yes and no, right? So I think that first of all, you don't have them come all four of the days, or even or even like you maybe have them come maybe one of the days or half a day each time or something like that, a couple hours. Because if you're not playing in tournaments, Adepticon is free for the public, so you just walk. You just, they can just walk on in and look at look at stuff and then leave, right? so so they're not committed to being like you don't have to buy a ticket and then like be there for the whole time they can literally just come in check out how daddy's doing and then go out look at a couple of miniature figures and then go out and do your day so like what i was thinking would be like morning like maybe they spend the first part of the morning like hanging out with daddy then my my wife and and my kid would go out and do something outside out in chicago for the day right head up like a child's uh museum or something like that like something fun for 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 ben to do right um, and then they come back in the evening. We have dinner together. We go and do some evening stuff, sleep and the next day uh, of, of of stuff. Right. I think that's a very reasonable kind of thing. Right. And then if I can squeeze in a day in Chicago that we spend together, then it like kind of works, I think. Right.
1: I really want to squeeze a day. Of sh- I mean, so this mm-hmm. this March we went for a boat trip, uh, yeah. architectural trip, and it was really fun. I went there with with Bless, with my friend. You remember? Uh, yeah, I remember Bless. Yeah. Yeah. So we had an architectural trip. It was really nice. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm still figuring it out how to do it. So it's in progress, but all in progress, but also for me. So do you know Dresden Files? Have you ever read it have i know i
0: know of this? dresden fault i have not read the books i know that they're very good
1: so i mean very good. it's it's like it's like reading a neo-noir uh, urban fan urban yeah. fantasy uh, kind of thing and right now yeah, yeah. i i've started reading it in all days right now I think i'm thinking i'm i'm on 10th book i think something okay. like that yeah and it all happens in chicago
0: ah. Do so you want to go see all the, the sites that are, the Chicago sites that yes. are related to the book?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So bad. Yeah. It's, 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 because it's, it's like, it's like watching a TV crime show, you know, with, with the main plot in the background. And then you have that case that you're doing, like, like you have all those, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucifer kind of vibe or something where you have yeah, that yeah, main yeah. plot in the background. And then you have that. The, the cases that you're you're doing uh-huh. so you have uh-huh. the supernatural helper and sure, the police sure. officer and it, it, it's kind of similar in, in, in Dresden. yeah and it's and it's something that popped my mind that i really want to see those things that's but a great also- reason
0: to go F- that's a great reason to go and,
1: and but also you know i have to say that the feeling that i had entering the hotel lobby after four years of not seeing those guys and then shout out to janitus to mike <laughs> to Mark. I mean, I'm going in there and there's some guy smiling at me, handing me a beer, super happy. And he says, like, you're you're can, yes, you're about to, Yes. Okay, give me a hug. And like, do you know who I am? I'm like, I have no fucking clue, but I like hugging smiling random people. So and he says he's janited and I'm like, yay! And then he was just with that that cooler with beers that this this is something that made my trip.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why um that's why, like, these cons are so good. Because also, like, this is not, you know, we say, like, a lot of people go, like, X-Wing's the best community in the world. There are, I've been in other communities that are like this, right? That are, like, it's about yeah. com- c- camaraderie. And not to say that X-Wing isn't the best community in the world. It probably is. It's really, really good. But, that's, but the, the community element of the game is what makes these games, like, worth playing to begin with, right? It's, like, when you really dive into it, like, X-Wing... X-Wing like one of like the most elegant game systems that I've ever used. But, you know, I wouldn't be dedicating like, you know, six years of my life now or seven years. It's been a long time, right? Um, into this game if it wasn't for the community, right? would have moved on to other things, right? And so what, what drives us back long term is the f- the friends we made along the way. Got that at my system oh god it's true it's that's terrible that's terrifying um <laughs> but uh but yeah like that's 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 what it's about right and so that's kind of like it like this is the reason to go to worlds the reason why you want to go and play in tournaments and it's it's part of it is yeah i want to be the best x-wing player in the world i want to win worlds i want to be i want acknowledgement of my skill at this thing that i love right but also i want that acknowledgement to be around all the people that i care about that like I'm interested in hanging out with, right? So, you know, without that acknowledgment, without those people, like that award is not that important, right?
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, meeting meeting We Like you said, we made fast friends And, and it really clicked And uh, I had great time with you Except you, there's there, there are so many people That I know that except X-Wing I can talk And just call Like in the middle of the night I, I, For instance, I know I can call Marcel In yeah. the middle of the night And just tell him I'm, I'm in trouble And I need someone to ventilate To talk sure. to whatever And I, I know he'll pick up And he's like, okay, how can I help you? Because he's a great guy And th- th- there's so much more and it's not only worlds because i don't want to like you know keep mm-hmm. it only there but in polish community my best man during our wedding is is philip Vukic. He, he he you know my neighbor right now so there's so many people that i've basically bonded my life
2: yeah for sure right now yeah
1: and our kids know each other and they're having fun and we're you know and it's 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 amazing experience an amazing trip like and you know and i i feel that sometimes it's so much like i i don't have those uh like you know work friends like many many people i,
0: I know what you're saying like some people who like build their relationships around the people that they work with and like but you're not one of those people and i'm the same way well actually that's not true i I have, a, I have my own company so those are all my friends like so it's a little bit different but like i totally get that that feeling that like you know you build your work friendships and they're they're there but if you move to another job you're probably not keeping in contact with most of most of those people right
1: yeah
0: so and
1: and and yeah. on on the other side of that is like from 40k so many of my very good friends i'm still in touch with are they're still playing 40K, and uh and you know and but but the journey we went through the sh- stupid shit we've done together while being drunk or playing games or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: this is the memory, the, the 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 core uh uh core memories yeah the, the, yeah. <laughs> the core memories that yeah. you're creating
0: no your 100% system. 100% i i do think that like I don't want to get too too like sappy about excellent community, but or just community in general. But I think that there is definitely something intrinsically valuable about this thing that we're doing, this hobby that we're that we're that we're having, right? And and those commitments and leading that into basically that you know I want X Wing to be a legacy game in the same way that Magic the Gathering is, right? So Magic the Gathering is a legacy game because people who play Magic the Gathering have been playing their for such a long time that they're teaching their kids how to play Magic: The Gathering, and now their kids are playing Magic: The Gathering with them, right? Like that is that would be the ideal. Like if I can do that with X Wing, right? With like that X Wing is around long enough that and it's active long enough that you know I can teach my son how to play X Wing, and then he can come with me and play in tournaments, right? Like it becomes a hobby between our family, not just but. Not just a hobby that I have with my friends, and like that's a legacy that continues, right? That would be to me. That would be the greatest success of X Wing. Is that if it could if it could survive long enough to become that, right? Is that possible? Oh, I, I, I hope so. Uh, but
1: I hope so too. I think it's <laughs> doubtful. I, I, I think in current era, uh, it's really hard to create because Magic the Gathering, Warhammer. They're the, Those
0: are institutions. They're, they're hugely, massively successful games. Yes, but games.
1: they are like that because they were the first ones in there. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they have their legends, basically, right? Sure. So, all the other games that came along, usually they, they died along. I mean, except Warhammer, I, I, I would, this is sad, but I would say that except Warhammer and maybe Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, but this mm-hmm. is another legacy that is coming from other side of the world, and probably, and and this is why it works that way. But uh, that there, there's too much of different stuff that you can do. Everyone has HD, ADHD right now because there are so many things to do, like you know, yes. you so many shows to watch, so many multiverses that you can sing in. That unfortunately, I think it won't last. But again, I'll be keeping my ships. I have already done some parenting work that I'm really proud of because recently my wife was brave enough to tell me, um, she was like, uh, my son is sitting there, this is like a breakfast moment. And she's like, okay, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm brave enough to finally tell you after those years that I don't really like Star Wars. And before I've, and before I've responded to that, there's this five year old sitting there like Mom, but I like Star Wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, great. that's uh,
1: great. so so yeah. Uh <laughs> so and he already wants to play with me all those games. He wants to play with me, Malifo, he wants to play with me, X Wing, and I'm putting those ships on on the table and we're mm-hmm. we're doing some fun stuff with dials, obviously not playing X Wing, but planting the seed and watch great watch it grow
0: great i i'm excited about that i'm excited about that i like i said i want that to happen i do will it happen there's so many factors that it's like impossible to know if that's even possible right um but you know that would be nice um in any event in any event i will end this on um well, I had a thing that I was going to ask you, and now it's kind of leaving me. That's not a good sign. Usually, that's the sign that we probably should wrap it up. But um, uh, I do want to know about. Um, so, like, okay, obviously, we've become we've become really good friends from that one week in a world, and i was just like, and, then, and then I think of the world of you. Um, but, like, before then, like, how much like, how much did you know of me, and how much do you think other people know of you, like, like from the outside, because you said you also have a lot of people who hate you, right? But, I don't think those people really know you, right? Do you think like the public persona of like you and me, right, you know, well respected in the community or well respected, and like I was like, I'm the guy who made a thing, right? It's like very. For if that's very popular, right? The thing is popular. I'm not really actually popular, right? Like, how much do you think like the the persona is actually out there compared to the actual person, right? Like, basically, I'm asking why right. do people, so, why do you think people hate you
1: <laughs> in a good way? <laughs> uh, so the thing is, I I like. For instance, I, uh, I I know people don't like my table attitude. They find me to be a bully because I am very um, explosive with my feelings in a way that I, I shout a lot. I, I, I'm very excited during the game. I get very emotional during the game. Mm. And people find it a shithouse They call it shithousery in, the, in a way like if someone rolls in a very important role of the game and you know it's been oh, obviously your you're fist pumping and stuff and, and, and being like and i'm like yes like you know exploding soon to own four blanks is something yes things like that
2: uh-huh. uh
1: because i really like winning uh <laughs> it's 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 I'm, I'm very you know honest about that uh, i like winning um and and uh this is one of the things and then the second thing is uh I'm very straightforward and I have very short views in the sense that if I don't like something, I'm just saying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm s i am I like saying it in the face. And most people don't like uh contact in this sense that they don't like to be told things straightforward in their faces, that okay. they, they prefer to be um and you know, and uh I'm I'm as fast to you know to explode and then to to reconciliate that as uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, and and I'm cocky. I am cocky. Okay. I'm aware of that.
0: Can I? Can so, I? Uh, am I? Am I safe to assume that if you're the type of person who likes to be forward and confrontational, that you also like being people confronting you directly and like being upfront about about their feelings to you, or or do you not like that? Yes.
1: Yeah. No, I, I definitely prefer that. It's it's okay. like I hate second guessing. I I say I hate thinking like did I say something wrong because he no I and I know some people don't like that straightforwardness and yeah I I don't I like adding to the chase like for, for instance I found it very good at work as well. It doesn't always work because I I'm I'm very bad at politics in the sense that.
0: Yeah. um I would. I would imagine because that's being direct and conf- confrontational is not good for politics.
1: Exactly. So, uh, and I, I prefer to tell someone you fucking suck, you've done it wrong, or this is bad, and him saying no, fuck off, this was right because da 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 da, and then we have a conversation mm-hmm. rather than um, mm, I'll take your opinion into consideration, and I'm like, so what that means. <laughs> like, let me open. Let me open my corporate translation book. Okay, sure. Um, and I know some people in X Wing are like that. They're very, you know, uh, professional in their in their contacts, and they're very positive. I hate fake positiveness. I, I hate over positivity. I, I prefer to be like you know, um, again, uh, what's going on rather than painting picture
0: ah that's why that's why that's why you like me because i am overly positive but not in a fake way <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly i I mean i like genuine emotions and genuine opinions and if yeah. someone has something against then tell me so i can either work on myself or you know like uh, yeah basically so so but this is this is why people don't sometimes don't like me because yeah. of that Some people it's, it's it's either you like that attitude or you or you hate it there's nothing sure. in between
0: sure so let me let me fu- let me fu- finish the podcast by saying i actually have never me- met any person who said he doesn't like you i know that you've said that there are people who don't like you but i don't know what those those people are so i'm uh i'm i'm inclined to think that that's uh not actually true that those, those people who actually don't like you but we'll see maybe we'll maybe we'll get in the comments and people will be like oh yeah but before
1: before we'll but before we'll end uh, i wanted to ask the second part of your question so what did i think about you before we actually met met during worlds so i i was i was like i was super uh impressed with your analytical skills because oh, you did okay. all those analysis, all better. that stuff. You, you, you yes, you, you've created Yasby. You've done all that thing, and I, I was like, "Wow, this guy knows his shit." And you know, and then reading, like, I, I remember the first, uh, like, the the text analysis based on points, all, all those mm-hmm. tables. That they're really helpful and insightful, and that was something that I was like, "Wow." And 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 then we met at twenty nineteen. I was like, "Hmm, it doesn't look like." like he's 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 a total nerd he he looks like a nice guy so so that was it that like yeah okay you were like you know writers was kind of in the in the in the maybe not in the background but you you i i i know i like to be in the center Uh, this is my like you know i'm I'm attention whore. i'm aware of that (laughs) and uh and, uh, I'm super glad you're doing this, uh, this podcast thing. Cause I think that you deserve more. Uh, well, rene- shit, forgot English word for that. I'm losing words already, uh, as well. So, uh, I feel that more people need to understand who you are and how much you've done for the community.
0: Sure. Sure. I don't, I don't f- particularly feel that anything I've done is like that impressive, but I'm glad that people are at least acknowledgement, having acknowledgement of like what I have done and that it's not just been like kind of like in vain, right? Um, I think that like, you know, I, sh- I like I, I've said this uh, a couple of times now, but I, I'm, I'm mainly doing this podcast for myself for fun in the same way that I just kind of like do Yasby for myself for fun. But the fact is, is that, I'm not the only one who gets the benefit from my own happiness. Other people get the benefit as well. And that's the good thing, right? It's that when you that it's it's things do not have to be fully altru- altruistic for the benefit of others. They can be fun for yourself and fun for other people like that's the, the true definition of win win. Right? Right. So, um, yeah, I hope that, I hope that people really enjoy this podcast, um, especially as I have like lots of like plans of like fun things I want to do with it. Um, and I think the whole premise is like I think people just enjoy listening to people talk about a topic that is interesting, right? Like that can't be, that can't be that out of this world, right? As a as an idea, right? So, um... <laughs> fun fact: I don't like podcasts. You don't like podcasts?
1: Not not any not any particular podcast. I'm not just a podcast guy. I am an audiobook guy. I like books yeah uh with plot and stuff i like streams and videos but uh maybe that's a thing that if i would actually start doing more more often like but it's just uh i need visuals for especially when we're talking about uh like you know analytical stuff or something not always i'm kind of changing my wife loves podcasts but i'm i'm more like uh you know Sometimes it's hard for me to to actually get hooked on it.
0: You know what it, you know what it is? As, as, it, as, as I get older, I find that the podcasts are like more useful because I will really enjoy sitting around, like doing something and then having something in the background to let my brain percolate on something, right? People talk about a thing and whatever. Plus, there's lots of podcasts that are not just people talking. Like um, a good one is um, 99%, 99% Invisible, which is essentially a... Um, like a report on an interesting topic by experts in that field to kind of like do a deep dive into into a specific thing and it's structured and it's organized it's more like a, it's more like a tv show than it is like a, than it is like just you know people chatting about stuff right um so you know there's the stuff like that we can talk about that all all off after the podcast is done but uh sure, I, sure, sure, I, don't, sure. I don't think that's really good content for the viewer <laughs>
2: um uh, sure so, makes
0: sense. so anyways let me wrap this up like thank you for coming on again um and for the listeners uh just so you know uh basically this is going to be a regular schedule from uh, that i've be able, been able to like figure out uh new episodes are going to come up every monday morning at 7 a.m eastern standard time so everyone can start their day uh with a podcast for the week um if you are a member of the patreon uh i release the video version of the podcast um, on Friday, uh, Saturday nights at, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to see my f- pretty face and, uh, in this case, this week's Bartosh's, uh, beautiful face, then you can head onto the Patreon. Uh, I've set the tiers as low as possible because I didn't really intend this to be like, a, um, a Patreon bonus. This was supposed to go live with everybody, but, uh, circumstances worked out that it, that's just how it is now. So, uh, if you feel that you can contribute, then great. If you don't, don't worry. The podcast will always go up on on mondays
2: anyways thank you again bartash for coming on and stay safe out there everyone